Hello and welcome to Rebel FM episode Fucking three. Fucking wow me. 355. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, think, I think that was last week. I think yep. 256. Get fucked. I'm not wow. I thought last week was 355. I literally sure. gave you the chance to know what the episode number was before we started, and you said, yep. no, I've got I, this. No, you said, you said I think I've got it. Every day for me right now is Saturday in my life. <laughs> you have nothing to do but remember the name of the, the number of the episode. My day is the only thing I have going on in my day. Like today, I had to take my car to the dealership for regular service. And I was like, oh, I have to be up at 1130? Fuck. Like, next this now between this episode next week it's stream for shasta remember the fucking episode number that is your job for <laughs> yeah. next seven days. i got up i uh yeah so i got a nice job. shiny ten dollar i lost bill. my job since the last time we recorded mm-hmm. officially so on your birthday we recorded on my birthday yeah. yeah yeah that was that was my company's birthday present to me so uh, it wasn't a surprise though anyways uh no we were not that was not a news flash. Well, you were already working in under furlough, right? Not getting paid anyway. Yeah, yeah. They were just waiting to see if they could find someone to acquire us mm. or save Who us. Who could then fire you? That's, <laughs> Probably. That's more likely. Yeah. So, um. <clears throat> anyways, but hey, at least you got to work for a couple of weeks for free. You didn't. He didn't work while he was furloughed. Yeah, I didn't really do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> they told us not to do anything. They actually, I remember oh, in our all hands meeting, they actually said. You can work on your resumes if you want. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I've had a ton of talks, though, and there's even been Rebel FM fans and stuff that work for various companies that have reached out. Nice. I've even had one company weirdly reach out to me about, like, we're going to be a startup making an esports game. You want to be a co-founder? We're all going to be self-funded. And I was like, nope. <laughs> don't want to do that. You don't have you don't have all your own money to self-fund a, an esports startup? I certainly do not. So... <laughs> uh, not to mention, I think when you go into something thinking we're going to make this into an eSport, that's a really challenging thing to do. But it can be done. I, but, played, uh, I played what? What? Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> what? I was also going to say that you got to, uh, you know, if somebody wants to, I feel like, yes, you can accidentally become an eSport, but the idea that you're going to start to make one from the beginning is probably a good idea. It is. Like, if, you can put the hooks in goal. there to support it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right? in, instead of thinking, like, eh, maybe this will be an eSport someday, and, like, you never planned for it. Totally, just, totally. Like, the Hunger Games is not an eSport. <laughs> it <laughs> is now. I just mean that, like, uh, like it's like it's good to put in, like, an observer mode and stuff like that if you're yeah. building that because you want it to be. But just, like, thinking, like, it's going, we're going to make this into an eSport, that's, like, such a hard thing to do. Well, thinking, you're, yeah, I, I think the, the difference here is, like, thinking we're going to make this a worldwide phenomenal sensation that everybody's going to play as an eSport, or we're going to make something that's going to work as an eSport if enough if, if people want to play it that yeah. way. It's like there there have been very few games... At least in the last few years, of the have been successful. We're like, we're going to do esports stuff, um, like off the bat. Yeah, and, um, and the you, only you, ones you, that have like they've started with j- big prize pools from the developer. Yeah, with the the I guess the exception of Rocket League. Yes, mm. I don't yeah. know that. that uh, and that voice you just heard is Arthur Geese, by the way. Oh yeah, hey Arthur Geese is here. I'm in the guy goes in joining me is Manchandrene. That's that's me and James Faulkner. Yeah, Rocket League is is uh, that one didn't plan on being an esport. It just kind of yeah. happened. Yeah, it's it's through Twitch. Okay, so. so that's all that we'll talk about that. But other than that, like Halo does okay because Microsoft throws flings money. Yeah, at that shit with like a million dollar like mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. And Gears had like a sort of its own scene. 
Yeah, like Rainbow really Six died. the same way. Rainbow Six has continued to grow, but it has its own very small scene. Rainbow like, Six like is doing fine from a player base standpoint, but I don't really see like the esports stuff. Yeah, I think I think like I said, it's, it's like it, it's fight. It's seen as more like the old fighting game community scene, super small and insular, and like they do their own thing, and they make it happen, but it's not like broadcasted or anything. Like, and even like fighting games now, like nobody's really succeeding as its own esport. Like the quote community gets to have events and there's like the capcom pro tour but. yeah capcom pro tour like yeah again but like a lot of like, unless you have to start grassroots like that's the thing yeah. like you can't be like out the gate we're gonna find all these people like you know it's like I grassroots people will pop up unless you're it. valve funded or something i yeah. played this game that wants to be an esport and it's right up your guys's alley <laughs> arthur and james um because it's a moba no it's not <laughs> it is moba but it is different. Battle right? Yes. Yeah. I tried yeah. battle right. Yeah, battle right's really, really fun. It, it, I was surprised at how fun it is. <laughs> it's it is not a MOBA in the sense of it is RTS. It, it is literally yes. You don't click. You it move. Is a battle arena. You move with WSAD to move your character physically. So in it's the like world. smite in that and way. And you're aiming. Yes, except it's still in the Dota perspective and League's perspective. And you use a cursor to do skill shots. Still, everything is a skill shot in that game. There is no non skill shot. Um, so like even your basic attack, you're constantly like mousing, mouse, mousing over them and just throwing projectiles to try and like time it that they're going to run into it and oh, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. And you have a left click button for your base attack, your right click, which is like your standstill, cooldown power, Q, E, space bar and alt. You can and, there and, are, like, and they're alternate versions of each power if you yeah. hold shift. Yeah. So it's like, wow. And so it, it's actually like a lot to put together. It's surprisingly really deep combat, but it's just... 2v2 or 3v3 and it's closer to like a wow arena battle when you used to do like yeah. the, the 3v3 yeah. heroes and just a battle in a, yeah. in a very tight space it huh. is straight up that rounds are less than two minutes and <laughs> it literally puts a death circle on that shrinks in if you guys are taking too long to finish the match <laughs> and it's kind of, actually speaking of rocket league it's kind of like rocket league in terms of like there's the orbs in the middle that like if you hit it you get additional yes. like ult power well, the um, way the way it works is that there's an orb that appears in the center and it shows a cooldown when the next one will appear and whenever you take damage in that game if you have a healer like a support character they can heal you but they can only heal you up to your current max health and certain characters will do everyone who can do damage and they can bring your max health down so you might start with six pips of health and then somebody hits you, and now you have five pips. And even if you get healed, it'll only heal you up to five. But if you get that orb in the center, it'll pop it back up to being able to be healed up to six again. Hmm. So that's why it becomes really important to fight over those orbs. Wait, so there's some kind of damage that decreases damage your that, max that health? decrease your max health overall. Your it, max health but there's decrease. other damage that'll just decrease your health. It's, it's so like they, both decrease, they do both. Yeah, it's like chip damage in fighting games. So it's like oh. there's like... Uh, what they call like red health, mm-hmm. where it's like you can regain that red health if you don't take more damage. Exactly. Um... Or if you take more damage, then it will just collapse down. Oh, I got gotcha. you. It's like that. It's like got a little bit of that fighting game mechanics. Rounds are absurdly fast, though, like 45 <laughs> seconds probably most of the time. Wow. But, that, but everyone has an escape move and stuff like that. And it's surpri- And line of sight in that game is super brutal. Yeah. Mm. And so if you are blocked off, you can't see anything. You can't even see your own teammate. Like, <laughs> you don't even... If, you do not have his line of sight. Oh, wow. So when he goes out of sight, he's just gone. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, where did he just go? Is it third person or first person? No, it's literally Dota perspective. Top, it's top, it's it like, yeah. Dota top, top down. down. Huh. And so it is It is that, but you're clicking your skill shots and stuff. It works surprisingly That's well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There, there's some really cool, like, characters that have... Because like, they use walls a lot to, like, limit your vision. Yeah. They have, like, crescent moves. So, that like, if you, if you can predict that they're going to be around this corner, that you could, like use this crescent attack to come around the corner and then like warp to that attack. It's really, really and fast. And you customize your loadout for every hero too because you have those like six powers or so that we talked about. 
But then you have these things that are called battle rights. You get six <laughs> of them. And it's basically their equivalent of a pick six instead of a pick ten system from Call of Duty where you pick six augments to your all your different powers. And you can't obviously oh, okay. augment all of them. Sure. But you can augment... You could put two augments or even up to three augments on one power. You're just like, I really want my left click to be my main thing. Oh, wow. I will sacrifice everything else. But it might be like, now it does damage over time. Just I don't, I don't even think that was in when I was playing. Because I was playing within the first, like, two weeks. I feel like, so that's the thing is that people that, like, in our Dota crew actually tried it. Yeah. And they played it for, like, a few days. And mm, then it was just, we played it for a couple weeks. Like, was on, it? Yeah. I feel like Crispy got into it seriously for a couple of days. Yeah, we we played for about two weeks overall. Um, and then it was just like, nah, back to Dota. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's just Dota. Like, yeah. I think that, and it'll have a hard time pulling away people from Dota. The appeal to me was twofold. One, I can play an entire match in less than five minutes. Yeah. Like, it's super <gasps> duper duper fast. It's super polished, too. Yeah. Like, incredibly well made. And, it, and it's cool that they designed so much of it around that arena combat in such a small arena and the the relatively small subset of heroes that they really do have a lot of specialization things like the guy I like to play he can do a charge move and if he hits you it reduces the cooldown but I could also augment it that if he hits you and he hits you and it always knocks you back if it hits you and knocks you back in a wall it also does a stun but that means now right. I have to try and look and lure them close to walls right so yeah. that I can smack them into a wall <coughs> uh, Matt when you and I went to shoot that EG interview. Yeah, they're playing that game. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Hilarious. So yeah. that being said, the, the only thing that that drives me crazy about it is that I will say that it seems like so far, it, I'm getting matched against people who are like super high skill over me. For now, probably because maybe the player base isn't necessarily super great. I don't know. How it's they do it's expanded a little bit recently. I think they've they've been doing like a probably a marketing push. And um, the other thing that drives me crazy is that you can't swap heroes in a mid game, so it does suck that. There's definitely times, for instance, you pick a support hero, and your teammate picks a support hero, mm. and then you guys both go in and you're like, oops, we're <laughs> fucked. So let's just yeah. get these rounds over as fast as possible. Mm. And especially in like a 2v2 situation, it feels really hard to come, like, if you kill one of them, you've pretty much guaranteed a win. That's yeah. how it feels a lot of times. It's pretty hard to come back as a yeah. 1v2. I, I've, I've, pulled, I've pulled out some clutches. Like, you can pull out clutches, yeah. You can, and, there, and like I said, because line of sight is so crazy in that game, you can... If you were really good at like disabling people, like I guarantee you, like really high skilled Dota players would fucking walk all over people at least at first yeah. because they'd be like doing crazy disables and like vision. That's every MOBA is really high skilled Dota players tend to walk all over people, with the possible exception of League. Yeah, well, I think no, if you go from that, League yeah. or Dota, you you'll your skills will transfer pretty fast. Like Dota is has a pretty high skill floor. I think for yeah. a, compared to a lot of these games, and that's one of the reasons why this it's, one does too. Because I will say that. I'm not saying movement in Dota isn't hard. Movement in Dota is hard. I've, and this is coming from someone who's only only put in like a few hundred hours of Dota. <laughs> uh, but like it is, there's something uniquely challenging about having to think about moving your character positionally with WSAD. Like yep. I can't click them back and know that they're going to be moving back. Like mm-hmm. I have to constantly be thinking about how I'm moving and literally stepping to the yeah. left. Is there a right. delay or is it instant like an arcade and shooter? It's, 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 it's pretty immediate. So there's a, a, I think a small amount of momentum. Yeah, there's maybe yeah. a little bit, but it just it's it's a little hard to to think about that because yeah. I'm not used to it in that type and, of game. And in that perspective, like it, yeah. just, it fucks with your head a little bit. It does, because and especially because you're it's wherever your mouse cursor is pointing. Sometimes I almost wish, in some ways, a twin stick would almost be easier because I could just snap it in the direction I want to shoot my skill <laughs> shot. Right. Sometimes I'm like, wait, where's my mouse cursor? Because I, I know, like, I don't have the same, you know 
my mouse cursor doesn't snap back to center naturally. You know, right. so sometimes I'll forget. Oh, it's over here. I need to drag it down real quick. But, um, but yeah, that game's really cool. And that game has like that game to me is like esports ready in the sense that like it has that Counter Strike vibe to me that the matches are so quick yeah. and it's like best of that you could it's watch the, it real um, quick. That's the that's the same kind of controls and same perspective that those Magicka games have. True. Yeah, it's almost like competitive Magicka yeah. in a way. That's actually a pretty good way. I'm to a think little of surprised it. we haven't seen that game. Yeah. Well, they they there was like a Magicka MOBA that came out. Was it? Remember that? No. Yeah. Uh, they, wasn't like a tower defense small. Yeah, I don't huh. remember, but yeah. it was competitive. Um, so yeah, I played that. Really cool. Uh, I could see myself coming back to that. Um, I played like 90 minutes straight of this game called, which is I guess is not that crazy, but it was it was a four, me and three other people playing couch co-op. <laughs> so it was a long session for that. Yeah. Of this game called Stick Fight, the game. It just came out recently. It is huh. another one. I mean, you've heard it before. It is a couch <laughs> four-player sit-down beat-em-up. If we had had it during Extra Life, it would have been a primo game to play. Mm. You're playing little stick figure guys. The ran- the levels are not random. They go in a cycle, but there's like 100 different levels. Jesus. Super fast. Last one alive wins. Um, you can melee combat, and then when it drops guns, it switch. you f- can shoot the guns like a twin stick, but... All the guns have things like physics to them. Like when you shoot a shotgun, it'll literally kick you through the air and stuff. <laughs> and you can like shoot out the ground from underneath people. You can. Wow, nice. I mean, it's just like there's tons of environmental hazards. Half the time you die, it feels like you got the, it got stolen from you by cheap bullshit. <laughs> but it never feels bad because literally the second everyone's dead, your your four bodies wherever they fell like drop into the new level and, and you start just, again. And you start again. It's like so fast and immediate, and it's like. It is a brilliant, like, if you're looking for something like you're like, oh, I'd like to have people over and we're going to do Towerfall and we're going to do Samurai Gun and we're going to do Narwhal and all these things. It like should that, be in that rotation. It should be. And it's only like, and it's like $3. Like, nice. brand new, it's like $3. Oh, cool. That game is exceptional. Nice. So, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's great. That sounds like a lot of fun. You play Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare with my fiance, of course. Surprisingly, I'm people surprised holding you on. haven't exhausted that game. I'm not surprised because it's on Access. And yeah. it's a good game. Yeah. Well, it's one of those games I would say at this point is more like a, like, we just very occasionally come back to it. We are, we finished all the high-end grind, so we don't play it the way we used to obsessively. <laughs> but a game that I have been checking out uh, now that I think I'm going to play more obsessively, Matt, this is like such a Matt game. Really? Is, uh, it's called Battlestar Galactica. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, okay. Deadlock. So, no, what is it? Sorry. It's called Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. <laughs> yeah. It came out a while ago. I think I heard of this. It is pretty much... A Battlestar, it takes place when the 13 colonies of just, if you're not familiar with Battlestar hmm. <laughs> Galactica, the Battlestar Galactica is, a, is like a dreadnought. It's a big ship. And there was one made for each of the 13 colonies in this fictional space universe. And they're like the basically the best ships humanity has to offer. This is when the colonies have basically just started fighting the Cylons and they've just commissioned the 13 Battlestars. Hmm. And so you are this roving space sh- spaceship yard that is building the uh the battlestar the, Galac- the battle stars hmm. and so right now i don't even have a battle star yet i'm currently working with like sub battle stars and light cruisers and stuff like that but you get to name your ships whatever you want and you get to and like you get to sit there and worry about how you're building out the economy of the space universe like if cylons have invaded that's going to fuck up your economy so you have to go clear them out huh. um you have to make ships and like you have like a world map turns like kind of like the way you would in a like total war game. And so mm-hmm. like you see a ship, oh, we'll have this ship built out of the shipyard in three turns. 
you know, and you have to start like multiple armies, just like in a total war game, so that you can have this fleet going and taking out stuff in this sector, and oh, this wow. fleet going out and taking stuff out in this sector. You cool. have to recruit like hero units that gain experience through trees, and if you attach them to like a fleet, they augment the abilities of that fleet and stuff like that. That's weird. I've never heard about this game. It's it is a hundred percent like if you're like into civilization and all that. Like, but then when you go into the battles, they're they're turn based, but they play out in real time. So it's kind of like if you've ever played the X Wings miniature game. You say what I'm going to want to do. Like, I draw the arc that this ship is going to do. Mm-hmm. I know they're firing arcs of their weapons, and I set them up. But then the enemy ships are doing the same thing, and then I hit end turn. And now it all carries out in real time, and you see if you predicted if they were going to turn a certain way to expose, like, their side armor so that, you know, you're like, haha, that's what I totally right. thought you were going to do. Kind of like, oh, what was that game? Um yeah, it, it, uh, Frozen Synapse. Frozen Synapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot like Frozen Synapse. You're yeah. plotting out the turn, trying to anticipate what they're going to do, and then you execute the plan. And you're like, "Did I carry it out?" Mm-hmm. And That's so cool. It's, it's that turn by turn, and it doesn't have time points in the same way, but it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's like surprisingly depth deep because like it, you also have to worry about heights. So if you're coming at a ship from up high, they'll be shooting at your bottom armor. So if your bottom armor gets torn up, you can drop down. So that now they're shooting the top armor. Huh, and, that's a Wrath of Cod shit. And <laughs> actually, it's funny you just said that because literally earlier today, someone's like, I'm getting some real Wrath of Con vibes out of this. Because <laughs> so. that's like the the climax of the movie. Is His that, pattern of attack indicates yeah. two-dimensional thinking. Yeah, because ah. he's never <laughs> fought in space before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you have to think of three dimensions, and that was hard <laughs> for me. The, and so you're constantly thinking about depth. Of your when ships. you're in a key battle, you just need to like hiss hell's with hell's heart. I stab at thee. Yeah, <laughs> heart, I stab at thee. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, so you're you're moving up your ships. You're and you, if they collide, they're fucking dead. Your capital ships can just collide and blow each other. Oh, so wow. Literally, if you're getting into tight maneuvers, you're like, holy <laughs> fuck, drop down. And it gets as in depth like when your guys fire <laughs> missiles because just like in Battlestar Galactica, you know, firing rockets and seeing those rockets coming in at ships was like a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. When they knew like a nuke was going to impact. Mm-hmm. You're still having to worry about that. But if you're like, have, you're like cool, I'm going to put all my ships in a big line and we're going to fire rockets. Well, rockets fire out sideways and arc out. <laughs> and so you can totally just rock it and rock it into your own ship. <laughs> They're all standing in a line, yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's why having them at like different heights and stuff is really important because then they will travel right underneath mm-hmm. the ship. And this sounds kind of cool. This is like the, the this all stuff that was like my favorite parts of like the halo novels where it was all like the capital ships they they like pulling off crazy maneuvers where they're like <laughs> we just like burned hard next to them and just like like dropped a mine inside of their shields and that, then that's kind of what this is like <laughs> because like. You're like, holy shit, we're all of our front armor's destroyed. We have to, like, turn and get our rear armor facing them. And you can do things like hardcore to engines to make them burn hard, but their weapons will be less effective. You can give them different postures on a slider, like whether they get plus defense or plus offense. So you can sacrifice offense. Hmm. They can, Cylons, since they're Cylons, they can hack you. And if they hack you, they can disable certain systems. So while that's going on, other ships have to come in and destroy the hacker before he, Wasn't that the whole thing with the with the battle stars is that they're they're built with analog text so they couldn't be hacked well the battle stars don't exist yet so maybe this is why it <laughs> right. ends up that way i mean that that was the lore that was why like people that, are like that's why, why did the galactica the... was the only one that lived right exactly because it was old it, it was well it was built with analog tech purposefully to not be hacked i thought that it wasn't built purposely for that it was just old like and all the new ships were built maybe. with like stand like modern quote yeah. communication systems and they were all hacked Oh yeah, maybe. Because um, at the beginning of the show, like the most recent sci-fi show, not yeah, not Caprica, but Galactica, like it was being mothballed. Like they're yeah. about to take. Oh, it out that's of service. right. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, that's it was, and that's like why when they meet the Pegasus or whatever, they're like, "How the fuck did the Pegasus survive?" Because it was modern, right? So, it's um, a good show, and <laughs> I really and, like and this that is show. a good, this is a really good game. It captures the feel of the show, and and it's like crazy, like depth, like in the sense that when you do get carriers and stuff like that, you can totally be like, "All right, the carriers out. Oh shit, we're closing and launch a, a squadron, and now you have the squadron that you can issue commands to of fucking vipers, and you'll watch your vipers engaging with raiders, and you can zoom in really fast hmm. and actually watch them engaging. You can do things like with your capital ships, like your battle stars, have them fire the. Cra- Remember, like if you watch Battlestar Galactica, they would fire the crazy fucking flak that would just shoot because oh, yeah. they're trying to blow up missiles. Yep, you can totally do that to try and destroy incoming shit or fighters. But if your fighters are in there mixing up, you'll fucking detonate your fighters <laughs> as well. But you have to make calls like that. I never finished that show. I didn't either. I watched the first three seasons and didn't watch. It has a fourth, right? A fifth. A fourth. A fifth. Yep. Yeah. A shorter fifth season. Like yeah, that. but I thought it wrapped up well. Um, it, it's it definitely slagged towards the end of the third and the and the beginning of the fourth, but it wrapped up. The last up well. episode I watched was the All Along the Watchtower. <coughs> I don't remember. And it's got with a bunch of people singing All Along the Watchtower. I don't remember. <laughs> it's got uh and it definitely they like it isn't the music from the show but they definitely nailed the music it feels like the vibe it's the same sort of like heavy drum line combined with like really wind high wind high woodwind instruments that are doing like the sort of like almost like middle eastern vibe tones that they hit like it feels like someone listened to it was like well, I can't make that because that'd be illegal, but I can put this out and it'll probably it'll pass the smell test. Right. And so it's just like it nails like the feel of Battlestar. And it's really fun naming ships after like your friends and stuff like that. <laughs> or like putting the commander in charge of it as your friend. And you're like, Oh shit, the U you know, my fucking USS Dirty T is gonna get fucking blown up because I, I totally overextended him. But there if you, if the- they're like you're like, Oh shit, they're not gonna live through the next turn fucking ram that Cylon ship and kill them with your body. <laughs> Classic. Classic Tyler. So, uh, uh, I think I mentioned it in, you, in your chat, but you should really check out House of the Dying Sun. I do want to. Uh, yeah, that was a game that was made by like an ex-Halo developer or something. He like made it single-handedly. Yeah. That's what I heard. It was like... It's, kind of, it's kind of like a... I guess they like... It's like a Last Starfighter game, basically, Yeah, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, like, perspective, like, inside the cockpit, but you're also, like, flying around and, like, trading and stuff like that. Um it looks beautiful like the like, yeah, it's like a really weird style to it yeah kind yeah. of almost kind of like no it's kind of like no man's sky in a way yeah. but a little bit more realistic hmm. um yeah my understanding of the premise of that game is like you're the last of your people your people were wiped out and so you're just on a quest for like last started fire or revenge basically <laughs> so i think i think you i think you'd like support. it as well Matt. yeah yeah it has support for vive and rift cool um if yeah. only i had a vive and or rift but yeah, you should definitely check out. You should definitely check out that Battlestar game, Matt. It's like, yeah, dude. That sounds I started like a, checking it out, and I was surprised at like, like I expected it just to be a little bit of ship combat simulation. But then, I, like now that it has like that whole economy layer and all this other stuff, I was like, oh, this is like kind of like space total war. Yeah, I, I feel like it. I feel like it blew through my um, uh, my Steam queue at one point or something. I was like, oh, maybe I'll check that out someday, and then it sort of just fell off my radar. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah, and then the other day I was just looking for something to play that just like was so different from battlegrounds so. yeah nice oh okay that sounds great i will definitely check that out also been playing more battlegrounds played a bit more james and yeah we had a bad some bad games we also pl- started playing at like 11 p.m yeah yeah so i was like i was i was <laughs> you were like, super tired. Like, i got shot as i was trying to like, i was like shooting out the tires on some car and i didn't like all of our matches were hilariously like the worst scene in any war movie where they're just like oh wouldn't it be funny if, oh, 
everyone's dead. And you're yeah. just like, Jesus. Like, we are those guys. Yeah. <laughs> there was the one round where we pushed someone and we got in his house and there was more loot than we had ever seen in one location. There was like six oh, ARs. Yeah. <laughs> like like twenty stocks, so like, much ammo. I was like, oh, we won the game. We yeah. Basically, I felt like we won the game, and then I forgot what happened. But we died so easy. It was like we died in the car. Oh yeah, that was that's that one. Yeah, I decided to try and hit someone with the car, and they all killed us. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they now, shot they shot you in the car while you were yeah, trying never to run drive them over. A car straight at people. Yeah. <laughs> the temptation is always there. Yeah, but it's never it worth never it. works. Yeah, it's never worth it. It's just I, too easy to shoot through cars into people. Yeah, yeah. but I just wanted to hit someone so bad. <laughs> and, and, and we did, and you did. It just did, it didn't insta kill him. Yeah, that's just it's a problem. I have. I should not be allowed to drive anymore. It's just you see him and you're just like, oh, this is gonna be fucking awesome. No, it's and not. yet you know a car is like pulling up to a stop. It's going about ten miles an hour, and you jump out, and it instantly knocks you out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it, I, and to be fair, when that guy did kill us, I saw after we were all dead that it said blank knocked this person down because I was already dead. It didn't give me credit because it was just like the car was the one who got credit, right? <laughs> just for being a moving missile. So. Yeah, because because I think yeah, you were already out of the car. <laughs> Yeah, we were all gone. Yeah. So <laughs> Jones took over for a second and then we got shot, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's that game continues to be a real punch in the dick. Yeah, but it's only I think we're like twelve days from the launch of the Xbox version. Yeah, and apparently it's gonna run at sixty FPS on Xbox One X. <sighs> that seems that seems optimistic. unlikely to me. But I'll be. I mean, I wonder if it's going to be sixty on both, but it'll be higher resolution on X. I mean, that or seems so. I, does, I don't even get X. sixty frames, and my computer seems much better. This is according to Tom. Uh, you know, your computer may not be actually because the memory bandwidth on the on the X is probably much faster than what you have. Hmm. What video card do you have? A ten seventy. I mean, uh, I mean, how much video RAM does it have? Eight gigs. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That game continues, to, and I have 16 gigs of RAM, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. I I feel like the sort of ban- the benchmarks that sites were running as far as like what they're getting out of Xbox One X stuff and what they need to run stuff at similar resolutions on PC is about a 1070. I will be surprised if they get that game running at 60 frames a second. Because that game runs like shit. It seems to me like that. On machines, I see that game run like shit on people that have like dual 1080s. It has resolution scaling, doesn't it? I don't know. That would be a good, because a lot of Unreal Engine games have that. That would be a good thing to I include. mean, if, if Microsoft threw enough engineers at it, I'm sure they could get something like that. And I believe they. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Unreal Engine 4 has like resolution scaling built, like dynamic resolution scaling built into the engine. I can see that Microsoft's engineers could have figured it out because my understanding is that Microsoft has taken over a lot of development of the of the Xbox One. So that would be nice if it actually functioned because that game f- still functions very poorly in like the first two minutes, which is always really I didn't rough. really have a problem on my stuff, but... Well, it's mostly network it. lag is like the hugest oh, problem. Well. Like, and like you, I will regularly like jump on, like I jumped on the school today, which is like the most busy place I landed. And then it kept teleporting me back up to the roof into the building. <laughs> it sounds like the tick rate <laughs> is still pretty bad. Oh yeah. The tick rate is only like 17 Hertz or something like that. Yeah, that's like, not like, great. So I, I will, I will be curious. I mean, when it comes out, I, I will come over cause I'm like, so I desperately want to see what that looks like. <laughs> like I, I'm like, did they figure it out? And also what is the fucking UI like? That's you assume that I'm going to buy it. Huh? You assume that I'm going to buy it. 
<laughs> True. You, 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 I think you will. Just get it for free. You still got contacts. I, yeah, but I, I don't know. Exploit it's, them until you're, no, until you're completely so far out of the industry that they're like, who are you? Maybe I'm just going to fucking sleep for a month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my last day of class is next Friday. Oh, uh, I wish for my like last six day weeks. of class was next Friday. Six weeks? Yeah. That's a huge break. Uh, like for school. Cal ends class this Friday and doesn't start again until like the middle of January. Wow. Semesters, dog. Yeah. We should uh, all just we go back quarters, to school. That's yeah. why. Quarters. <laughs> fucking quarters. Uh, okay. Quarters. I was always on quarters. So uh, quarters, you only ever had like eight days or something. Cal's semester them. also started like August 21st, I think. Hmm. And my semester started like the 28th. So. I see. Yeah. I'll be like I said. I, that is a game that I'm like. Everyone always asks me, "What do you think it's going to be like? What do you think it's going to be like?" And I'm like, "I think it'll be rough." <laughs> that's why it's going to be Xbox game preview. Yeah, I mean that's why they're launching game preview, not as launching it was 1.0 because it's an older build of the game that they've just been polishing to work on. It console. doesn't sound like it's the older build though, like because vaulting is going to be in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm not. Cra- Does this <laughs> I don't sound know. Familiar? I feel like I, 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 that's, that's I me know. making an assumption that at some point they did a branch. That was my assumption. But that's crazy. I, don't think, because I think that they would want it to be UWP. Like they would just want it to be the that's, same. I don't PC. know why they're putting a game preview program then, because the vaulting patch is the 1.0 patch on PC. That is the game coming out of early access. So, and supposedly they've been saying that 1.0 is when they're going to launch the new map, which is fucking crazy. But to that's me. not coming until next year. Now I thought I heard as of yesterday it was this year still. It just like the before the end of calendar year, which huh? again, fucking crazy to me because the new map hasn't even appeared on their test center yet. That's crazy to me. So. Um, Speaking of which, when I was watching one of your uh, Shasta streams, um, the uh, you were playing on the test server because you can get the real server to work, and like yeah. you were complaining about like a bunch of UI changes and stuff that they oh, made. Oh man, Matt, I don't know who's in charge of the UX over there, but yeah, I think you could see the font when you were watching the stream. Right? Yeah, it was terrible. That's the biggest thing that bothers me about it. I know that sounds it's like a, it's I, a weird font. I never thought I would be a font nerd about any game I ever played. But, like, the new font looks like something that I would put in if I was making, like, a uh, MS Paint mock. And I chose the MS Paint fonts that are just, like, really crappy. So, there was, there was a preview appointment for the 1.0 update, like, a, like a week or two ago. Ah. Um, and so, in addition to vaulting and climbing, they're adding air drag to firearms. Uh, yeah, that I knew. Bullet velocity changes. Right. Sniper scopes with variable zooms and adjustable good, radical bi- actually. It's really nice. brightness. Uh, Hitboxes are changing. Very drastically. Uh, the new system will protect the neck area while decreasing damage on hands and feet. That sounds... Getting punched in the dick isn't as powerful as it used to be. Shouldn't it be more powerful than ever before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bonuses and penalties to hit areas have been modified by weapon class. Client optimization has also been Couple changed. Couple new guns. Uh, memory usage has been improved. Lag when terrain is loading has been improved. Lag when multiple players are in sight. Uh, server upgrades. It sounds like a lot of this is on the test server now. It is. Yeah, I've been playing with the vaulting, mm-hmm. which fucking that changes everything because there's that so bad. many walls that you're like, nah, we'll just walk around it. Now you don't have to, which <laughs> it's funny. I was playing test server the other night and I completely forgot that vaulting was in the game until I saw someone doing it. I was like, oh shit, right. I, I <laughs> and then you shot that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, but, uh, you know, yeah, the new guns and everything, it's fine. But, like, yeah, the, it's just UX things. They 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 desaturated the map, which I think looks really fucking weird. Like, the, the, the when you hit the M button? Yeah, and, and in the corner. And so hmm. the buildings are no longer, like, bright yellow. They're white. 
on a gray, really light gray background, it makes it actually really hard to see detail, in my opinion. That's strange. Like, I don't mm. know who chose that. That's, like, the number one complaint I've seen people have is, like, the map looks fucking useless can now. You, can you just add Vibrance back in? Like, I know, like, Viz uses, like, these, like, they use, like, post-processing filters. Or some people do. Yeah, Viz doesn't, because that's illegal yeah. in the gaming community, in the competitive scene. Yeah. It's called, I forget what it's called, but yeah. Injection. I forget, but there's something you can do that makes people stand out more. Um and the other thing that yeah the font's the big one i just can't get over that font every time i see it i'm like yeah i'm like who it's just like well the, the thing is is that b- because the moment that we learn how to read and you learn this if you do any kind of uh print or web design or anything like that for any number of years uh, or have gone to school for it or whatever uh, is that after we learn how to read our brains are immediately drawn to text so it's like you can have a whole field of wild ass colors and images and like super high contrast. But if there's text, if you can see that text, your eyes will go right there and it'll read it as soon as you possibly can. Um, so, you know, that's why there's uh, and you incorporate that into the design. That's why the things that are the most important are the largest, easiest to read text, because you want people to be able to read that first. Um, headlines aren't big, you know, just be just to like, you know, show that they're the important part. They're big so that you will read it first. And so, you know, if you have something like UI where, and your user experience where text is important because you're trying to communicate information at a glance, if I can't read that text at a glance, then that text is not doing its job. Yeah. To me, I think the text, the thing about the text in the game that bothers me is that it's like, it feels like it's a font that's stretched very vertically. And so yeah. I feel like I end up seeing almost like a barcode when I glance at it. Well, yeah, and that's that's what I was... I think I said this on your stream, is that, like, it had a weird X height for the font. Yeah, it's and just, the, everything's too tall. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was like, you can think of it as like a, you know, um, a lowercase X. That's the X height of, uh, of a typeface. And most typefaces, if you have a vertical crossbar like an E or an F... That that sec that middle cross will be at that X height. It'll be the same height as the top of an X. Right. So that font that's that they have there, its X height is really low. So like all of the crossbars were really low. Like uh, um, it was a really popular. That was a really popular style that was during the Art Deco movement. So when you see those Art Deco fonts, they have like a really tall E, but like the middle crossbar is super low to the E, like near the bottom uh, the bottom foot. Um, that's what that font looked like. And I'm like, Art Deco fonts aren't readable. They're decorative. <laughs> exactly. This, yeah, I, I just, like I said, but that's a relatively minor thing to have about, like, performance on the test server sucks, but it's a test server, so I'll forgive that. But it's like, yeah, for me, it's mostly UX, UI things that I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, the whole, this. like, backpack thing is super weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's much more difficult to tell when your inventory is getting close to full than the old one. Yeah. The, the inventory in general is just, like, always felt kind of, placeholder yeah so it's like that's still in a major need of work so again i'll be curious to see what the xbox version is like and i'll be definitely curious to see a new map if especially if they're just going to launch it without ever testing it that's fucking crazy to me but i assume that they're they've got it in like limited play test but microsoft i'm sure is testing it no i mean the the new map not the well wouldn't microsoft be testing the new map isn't it supposed to come with that no 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 it's not launching with the new map oh okay um, I think that if it when it comes to Xbox, it'll be a little later than uh, the see. PC version. But yeah, I think that game will raise up weird conversations about like what is coming out of early access actually mean because that game's still going to be super rough. I think even when it hits 1.0. Hmm. So, 
But that's a conversation that people that actually give a shit about Game of the Year get to have. I just feel like <laughs> some games are just rough forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just like, don't uh, think that's acceptable in a competitive multiplayer game. Hmm. I don't... I mean, I guess... No, if you were losing fights in Dota because someone tele- like stutter-stepped around, that would be a game you would stop playing. Yeah, but I just... Like, it's, it would be unacceptable. I don't. It's I true. feel like what Dota, what's appealing about Dota is different than what's appealing about Pub, and it, I don't just mean like the sort of like ten thousand foot view of it. I just think that like Dota is a game that is designed to ideally be a balanced competitive experience with a lot of variables, whereas Pub has like the survival element that is that really changes the way that that game functions. Yeah, I just think that the Battlegrounds people are going to end up being last year's thing if they're not careful because of that. Because, like, it is not a, as prevalent of a problem in, say, Fortnite. Fortnite actually performs super duper good. Like, if Fortnite had the gunplay of Battlegrounds, I would definitely just swap to that. And That's at some point, someone's going to do that. Because it's not like I particularly enjoyed what little time I spent with, with Pub's gunplay. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, I, what I mean by the gunplay is, I just, it, regardless of how you feel about the shooting, I just mean the fact that it has like bullet drop and you have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, for people who are looking for depth, like I, I recommended to um, Jules and Sophie that we that we play some Fortnite, and they're just like not interested at all. It's, no, because it looks yeah. like a clown game. But it wasn't. It wasn't the looks. It was. It was the mechanics of the game. The guns use hit scan instead of like actually modeling a bullet traveling through the air. Right. So it's mm-hmm. Call of Duty versus Battlefield. Right. And so. And so that's, yes, that's basically what it is. Like, if a Battlefield 1 of these existed, I would probably swap if it I, ran well. Can, it ran I would well. be fucking shocked if the next Battlefield does not have some kind of mode Seriously? like this in it. <laughs> so, like, call, the call of Duty does. Because Fortnite, I will say that it performs... It, uh, the, chi- the, the Chinese version, the online. Okay. Call well, that's online. a little different. But, yeah. but it is, like, a, a potential sign of things to come. Yes. But, I mean, I'm sh- pretty sure we're going to get a new Battlefield game this year. I would think so. Because I mean, 2018. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> I'm already. I'm already We've living already in 2018. Well, I, I mean, I, the last when you big say game this year, I kind of assume people mean calendar. the year. The year or, coming from calendar. this time forward. Fiscal. Yeah. We, <laughs> we <laughs> use fiscal here on <laughs> not, not calendar. Uh, fiscal. No, I mean like the last big, the last sort of big release of the year just had reviews drop. So I feel like <laughs> what's that? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> Two. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. We considered that. Yes. Is that it? It's Xeno something something two. It's the Switch game. It's the Switch RPG. Xeno knife. It's the Xeno RPG pants. for Switch. Xeno uh, shoes too. It's funny you're talking about Xeno Chronicles Saga Blade. It's funny you're talking about UI stuff because I actually played a couple of things that I think have ch- challenging UI mm. uh, issues, which are um, Fallout Four and Skyrim both got their Xbox One X patches this week. That make them 4K. Uh, so Skyrim gets dynamic resolution up to 4K. Cool. Um, and Fallout 4 gets dynamic resolution up to 4K and a shitload of graphical improvements. So when they say dynamic resolution up to 4K, does that mean that like you'll occasionally be moving around and be like, oh, this is clearly 1080 right now? No. So a lot of games that use dynamic resolution don't do it diagonally. They do it horizontally. Hmm. And so they'll drop from like uh, 3840 by 2160 to like... 3200 by 2160 like at an extreme edge case right in some ways i'm surprised a game like skyrim can't just be 4k at this point i think that there's just occasional bottlenecks it's not a 10 year old game game. it's It's like a six-year-old game game. but it's also an updated engine 
Like it's an upgraded, it's closer to Fallout 4's engine than it is to the original Skyrim's. Um, like the the lighting and stuff is much more elaborate. Also, the game is much bigger than the like Skyrim on Xbox 360, PS3, and PC was like three gigs. It's uh, about 21 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Wow. So, so they so they up they did a lot of texture work as well. To I a mean, degree, there's, but there's also, been a lot of texture work done to that game already. Like but. keeping it a. The way that they handled assets in Skyrim was interesting in that there were like a lot of like sort of material things that they used over simple textures to vary the look of stuff without it being very big, and that mm. helps with loading, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that's still intact. But uh, anyway, like Fallout 4 gets a lot more visual improvements like god rays and lighting and stuff like that, and mm. better shadows. Cool. Uh, but of the two, uh, first of all, when starting them both, it's really clear that they didn't quite match the font sizes against a 4k display like Mm. tv Mm -hmm. i think that they were looking at a computer screen up close as opposed to a tv from across the room oh so there's stuff that's just that much too small the font size is too small wasn't there a bunch of issues like early 1080 games that had just oh yeah early 720 games yeah actually banjo kazooie nuts and bolts like was unplayable on a 40 pt that was that was a big complaint about um was it grand theft auto Four? It yeah, could have been, yeah. yeah probably. Well, well, one that of those right. that came out in the, the 720, the, 1080 era, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, they were like, all of the fonts in this game are too small. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like maybe we're going through that again. But, mm. and, and it, it's noticeable here because they were fine yeah. before. Uh, and now it definitely seems a little bit on the edge of too small. Um, Hopefully that's stuff that they could patch you could patch that relatively easily where i don't i don't in that era i think it was much much harder oh, yeah, that, yeah. Era, oh, yeah. That era, you were like all right this is just how it is <laughs> yeah. a lot of uh-huh. fonts fonts even in the 360 era were rasters and not yep and not like they uh, weren't actual type or yeah. vector type you know, <laughs> what's a raster fonts, yeah uh, a bitmap image yeah so like a jpeg is a raster whereas like an illustrator file that can or scale infinitely is a yeah. collection of curves and coordinates which is a vector file yeah and and font, like, fonts are a combination of vector and hinting information, yeah. which is a whole other thing to explain. But yeah, I only kind of understood, but I'm sure there were people who <laughs> I, understood less than me. Like, yeah, I, ve- vector files are math, raster files are pixels. Right. So with a raster image, it's just like here is a value for every dot. Yeah. Whereas a a vector is like here are coordinates for curves. Yep. And uh, then that means that they infinitely scale upward. They never lose any detail. A good like use case for it is or like way to think about it is like when you're delivering uh something to a client, say, uh you probably will just send them a JPEG. But if you're sending it to someone else who you're working with in in Photoshop or uh After Effects, you're you're sending them the the EPS the, the illustrator the, file. Uh, the illustrator file, file. But because then yeah. you can scale and do whatever you want and it like you have all yeah. you have all the information rather than just to the end point yeah. yeah if you've ever seen anybody work in like Adobe Illustrator they'll like drop they'll like have a pen tool like this little icon and they'll make a point and then they'll make another point and then on that other point they're able to like kind of drag out a handle and between those two points is a line and when they drag that handle they make a curve out of that line right and that's how you that's how you draw in a vector program um there are like tedious as fuck yeah and there are there are ways to paint draw but you'll paint and then it'll interpret that as though you were made it out of they're called yeah as though you made it out of curves and and that's where you like when you you build fonts in illustrator because 
its math rather than like just an endpoint. Yeah. So the best game example I can come up with, Anthony, to sort of explain this to you is: Do you remember when we were playing Cr- Crimson Skies on Xbox One X? Yeah, and it just had that JPEG up in the corner. Well, and like all the text boxes and every like interface thing was rough as shit, but the game itself was fine. Yeah, like because those are rasters, and the game games are are, are vectors. Like it's it's coordinates be, that the GPU is drawing, and then there's like a rasterizer on the GPU that makes an image of it. But it's not like it's being like created on the fly over and over Right, right, right. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, I'm sure that it's something that they can fix because now game engines use vector and font systems for that kind of stuff. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's one thing. Uh, with Fallout 4, Fallout 4 is the better looking of the two, but I have noticed when using like my power armor has a mod on the helmet that does like a, a life signs thing around everything that's in the world oh, yeah. so anytime you're talking to people like they have this like weird red, red glow on them yeah, yeah. like sheen that, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like almost like they're having scan lines across yeah. their body <laughs> yeah. exactly and, and so that's like it's a it's an upgrade to the helmet that basically if there's something alive it, it spots it and that's yep. good for seeing enemies yeah but it does it for everything <laughs> and so if i want it to stop i have to take off my helmet <laughs> right <laughs> or i have to go mod it and i'm nowhere near a workbench so anyway uh <laughs> that combined with weapons that have scopes uh has caused the frame rate to tank mm. like oh, wow. zooming in on stuff has caused mm. the frame rate to get real wow, real bad that's funny uh, and so I feel like that's probably a use an edge use case that they didn't really look into mm-hmm. because otherwise the performance is rock fucking solid. Like mm. it's much better than it was. And I'm, and I'm in far Harbor where the performance on Xbox one and even PS4 was kind of rough. Right. Um, so it's both an improvement and a problem, but it looks really fucking sharp. Nice. Like really, really sharp. Um, and so does Skyrim and that's, that's nice for me because i was thinking of playing one or both of those games over my break um and it's just interesting going back to fallout 4 and playing it because first of all i started it and hadn't played it in like a year and fuck am i lost in that game was i lost <laughs> in that game i had no idea what i was doing uh but uh like i played all of the modern fallouts fairly recently like i had started a new game of fallout new vegas and was playing it um, like back in September, three of a bit. Yeah. yeah, and so that the New Vegas stuff was in September, October, and then in uh, once the One X stuff came back, I was playing Fallout Three at 4K just to like sort of get a feel for it. And so jumping between those three games, like it is both incredibly familiar, and I forget the shit that changed. Like I forgot how you have to wait in Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean? Um, so in Fallout Three and in even Skyrim, like you hit the back button and it asks you how long you want to wait. Oh, uh-huh. and in Fallout Four, you can't do that. Oh, you really? To, you have to sit in a chair. <laughs> when you sit in a chair, it asks you how long you want to wait. That's funny. I, I guess I forgot about. I that. totally forgot about that. I thought, wow. I thought you could just. Like, I thought it was a hold. I thought no. you had like hold the button. I don't for think like, so. Uh, I tried. So funny. I I like racked my fucking brain to uh, how to wait in that game for like a good (laughs) forty five minutes. I'm like, oh, I've got to sit. Find some chair. I can't sit when I'm in power armor. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Also, you can't use like half the computer terminals in your power armor, which is bullshit. But it does Um, look really cool when you get in and out of your power armor. It does. It still looks cool. I basically never was not in power armor. Yeah. Why? I have like 47 power fusion cores. Why would I ever not be in power armor? Oh, my God. And at my home base, I had my line of various, like, here's my weird, like, marauder one. I have a garage full of power armors, yeah. Yeah, I have have the, you know, my 
infinite amount of base building that I did in that game. Like there's power armors in like various bases and various power armor showrooms. Yeah. Yeah. I even downloaded a mod at one point that would allow you to, um, there's, you could do a little bit of this in vanilla, but this mod made it a lot easier and a lot better to direct your villagers who were guards to like get into power armor so that they could guard your village in power armor. That's cool. Cause, cause I was like, there's no reason to just have this shit sitting around everywhere. Go, go get in that. Go, Standing your guard post wearing power armor. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, but I, a cool mod. I realize that the the sentiment on that game changed in the last year for people to say, "Oh, that game sucks." Blah blah blah. But they're full of shit. That game's what? Good. The Fallout Four sucks. Yeah. No way, dude. That game's great. My only problem with that game is that, well, I guess in one sense, uh, what I don't like about it is that like uh, there was no there was no good way to finish the game. I think that. That was my big deal with this. So I just ended up stopping at one point where all of these factions are just going to be at war forever because I'm not going to choose between Right, but them. I don't think that that means that it's a bad way to finish the game. It just makes you make a fucking choice. Like, it really it, makes you make a choice. It really, yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but it makes you make a choice between three bad factions. I liked the railroad. I liked them too, except, you know, they ended up going a little bit too extreme for my taste as well. So, you know, it was just... Whatever, liberal... After, after a while, I was just like, "Eh, I don't, I don't really want, I don't really want to be in this fight anymore." So I, it just sort of stopped. How about the game you get off me. the fence, centrist? <laughs> Pick a side. Pick a side. Uh, yeah, I, I find for me, and anecdotally, a lot of people I know, the reason their perception of it was that it wasn't as good was because none of us finished it. Like a lot of the people I know, I feel like we're like, in a gate in an age of not finishing games, though. Just like burned out I, on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it a less. I don't think that makes it a less good game. Um, it just, for me personally, it made the story less appealing because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way around the conundrum of having to support one of three factions, all of which I didn't want to support. I would love to see the numbers on certain games this generation to see how many people, like I would love to know how many people finished the Witcher. Mm. Uh, Witcher Probably not a lot. I played about two and a half hours and then was like, like I, I, I saw would, the credits roll on that motherfucker, and I wonder how many people did, because I yeah. imagine it couldn't be many. I, I went back to it. I think I talked about on, on this show earlier this summer, and I tried to play it again, and I and I think I got maybe 10 hours in, and I was just like, yeah, I've played enough of this. It's a good game, and I actually feel like it ends well, mm. but I, I do think it's maybe a little too long. Yeah, I did. Um, I did see the credits roll, Mario. That's the only, but that's like doesn't even feel like finishing no, it. That's not even close. You're like, if if you were really aggressively completionist about grabbing moons, you <laughs> would be a third of the way done when the credits. Or even like in. a tenth. Well, I know there's nine hundred nine. I got two hundred and fifty stars on my okay when the credits rolled. I, think I, I know there's like a, I know five, there's nine hundred. Yeah, it's about what I had. Um, I, had less, like I had less than 250 because 250 something. is what unlocks the dark side of the moon. And I had to do that. To There's also the a way of fucking yourself out of a star. But I think. the thing that confused me about it is there are 999 moons. So I was expecting that each world I'd be able, I'd be collecting like hundreds, but you can just buy like a hundred or something. <laughs> well, that's from every part world. of the moons yeah. like that you can collect. Like, that accounts toward the total. I know. I thought they'd be all world challenges, not just straight up. I'm sorry. There's only 900 of them. (laughs) I don't know how many there are. I'm just saying, right now, I found one place where I can buy 10. 10 at a time from a vendor for a thousand. I was like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. That's also good, though, because that gets you, like, there are unlocks. There are reasons to unlock coins. Yeah. I stopped going after coins at some point in that game because I was like, what the fuck is the point of coins? Like, I did (laughs) not see a point to them. Yeah. Because I didn't care about the coin unlocks. 
all the good unlocks for clothing are unlocked behind the each region's special currency. I actually feel like that game kind of sucks at incentivizing so, a lot of the stuff that you do. Like, outside of it just being like, haha, it's goofy, fun Mario stuff. Like, it, there's not, like, a lot of reason to do it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't ever change clothes unless it told me to for a quest purpose. I totally changed into the Mario 64 outfit. I, I did got it. after I went to Peach's Castle and it said, hey, you gotta be look your, like your old self to do this shit. Oh, I didn't even do that. So... But yeah, all yeah. toads. Why, why, why you gotta treat me like that? I can't be just the modern Mario. Yeah, no, he's like, I, I won't let you in here unless you look. The There's some pretty strict dress codes in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. It turns out <laughs> you don't look like a fucking chef. Get out of here, you fucking imposter. <laughs> There's the samurai one. Yeah, yeah. With samurai armor. Yeah, of course. I actually, I intentionally changed into that one because I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Pirate. That's also one of the coolest moments in the game that you get for wearing that that armor and going into that that room i mean the whole bowser land not to be too spoilery spoilery it it kind of looking a little bit like a feudal japan feudal japan thing was pretty sorry cool spoilers take. i guess it kind of it's saying just, it's it looks just, like that gives away nothing it's just yeah. a look that i didn't expect them to to lean into the fact that bowser is like hey this is a japanese made thing and we're going to incorporate some japanese culture into it. like mario up until now has never really had much of that so it no, was a little bit no. interesting seeing that it's been japanese in that it's been fucking weird yeah <laughs> and this was like nope we are straight up putting in like imagery from japan i, I won't spoil the previous world but that one was the one that surprised me the most Oh what! After I the, know what you're talking the, about. It's, it's like really short. The shortest world. Yeah, it's only it only has three moves. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that one too. I was like, what? I was like, what is this yeah. game right now? Yeah, like I didn't understand what the game was. I was just like, I've heard it compared to another game, and I don't totally agree with the comparison. But it's not the worst thing I've ever. <laughs> I have to bleep that out. Oh, okay. But yeah. saying uh, like Shogun inspired is one thing, but that I think actually gives it. Yeah, like, yeah. Right, it does look like a lot like. Meow, meow. Yeah. yeah. It was like a beep. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 got some very weird moments in the game. Overall, I thought it was good. I was not in love with it the way I was. Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy, and I fucking hate the Brutals. Like what the? I, just I didn't the hate the Brutals. I just don't think that the they're the Brutals are there to test your abilities with Mario and Cappy, whereas the other bosses are there to test your understanding of the possessed. Yes, uh, and I found this enemy that you that you took control of i just you know i just want the koopa kids back that's all it comes down i think the brutals look i think terrible. that they're boring yeah I, I think the brutals just look terrible i hate the way they look i want them to be dead it's it's like a really strange thing that they didn't that they didn't need but whatever the only brutal boss that you fight is the one where they all come in together yeah say a la of ultron yeah so that is actually a pretty fun boss fight but yeah. it's way too long yeah it's like but, the longest fucking boss it's longer than any boss fight in the game yeah that game's still really cool. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was definitely like, oh, yes, this is another reason why I own this weird piece of hardware that I own. But, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't used mine since Mario. And even before that, like, I played a little bit of Mario and Rabbids, but not a lot. Yeah, same. Um, I, I kind of fell off that game. And I hard. bought Skyrim for it, but I haven't opened it because I haven't so committed weird. to it yet. <laughs> I'm so weirded out that you bought a physical copy of a video game. <laughs> for Nintendo hardware, from a for, you, you mean from the company who has yet to create like a profile you, system that goes from one system to the next, right? But what other physical media do you have for Nintendo? Like, do you have any? I have Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. I thought you were all. I digi- have 3DS digital. cards. The only reason I've I've got codes for the 3DS stuff that I have is because I got codes. 
Yeah, I guess I just I'm always surprised when you buy a piece of physical media. Sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't if if I had even like half a reason to trust that they would be purchases <laughs> that carry forward or even from one system to another. Yep. Like, yeah, I just don't I don't trust Nintendo. Nope. With that. Not yeah. because I. It's mostly not because I I presume ill intent from them. It's just like their incompetence with online systems has persisted. Like it's better than it's than it's been, but it's still not where it should be. Of course, and you're not wrong. I just at this point I've been buying all digital, just because I don't want to carry around game cards because I'm afraid of losing them. That's yeah, but I'm not going to be the guy that that buys a million Switch games. Like this is not going to be me. Yeah, and for the smaller so. stuff, whatever. Yeah, like with indie games, it's one thing because chances are I'll have that on another platform. But for Nintendo games or like something like Skyrim, like. I don't know. Yeah. But I also, I might take it back because it was 60 fucking dollars. Jesus Oof. Christ. It's a lot to pay for Skyrim. Yes. In the year of our Lord 2017. Yes. <laughs> Almost the year of our Lord 2018. Fiscal year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucking bananas. And it wasn't on, there was no Switch software on sale during black friday and you, which were, I think you were kind of talking about that before but why is that it's so it's, it's because cartridge prices, the margins on, on switch cartridges are probably goddamn terrible mm-hmm. i think like if you look at games that are available on like the three console platforms now the switch version is always like gonna be the most expensive if there's anything below a 60 dollar price point. so you know like i'm just curious if anyone has any insight on this because you know back in the day and, and currently for disc based games somewhere there's like a super fast disc writer is that what is that what's happening there's a fast disc writer yeah, writing, writing copies of like grand theft auto right mm-hmm. that's how this works mm-hmm. so i'm just wondering like is that what's out there for switch things is there literally like someone that inserts it into a machine and it's just like flashes the game onto it really fast like i'm just like, i don't know I wanna, like wanna, it may flash it onto a chip that is then put in the cartridge that's what i was wondering because when i want to put stuff onto like an sd card it still takes a while. So I'm like, how are they mass manufacturing these carts? Can they just be like, well, three seconds all, later, the game's on it. Well, definitely when it comes to um, cards and, you know, like static um, flash media and stuff like that, there, there are faster interfaces and slower interfaces. And most of the consumer interfaces that you or I would buy um, outside of a business setting are the slower interfaces. Right. They, they, don't, they don't need it. And also, like, they probably yeah. have, like proprietary thing where it's just like, like 50 at one uh-huh. yeah you're just like and then you let it run <laughs> and then like there's probably like 400 of those that's what i was wondering if it's like if it's like if i had five million dollars is there a machine out there that can flash like eight <laughs> gigs in like one second or something like that is like something like speeds like i th- i was maybe wondering I, if we were limited by the right I, speeds that i encounter on a regular basis not, not that by you encounter but they also i i suspect just flash a bunch of things at volume at faster speeds than what you normally encounter, but not like instantaneous speeds. There's no like magic transfer transfer interface out there. Yeah. No, there there's like a, a limit. But I'll, I mean, a lot of this is sort of speculation by us. And if you know and would like to write in, feel fr- feel free yeah, to that'd email be cool. letters at eat-sleep-game.com. Yeah, I've always been wondering. Yeah, the supply chain is like one of, honestly, for a lot of people, like the most mysterious part of the industry <laughs> because like yeah. there's not a lot of. A lot of it is in countries that we are not in, and then that language is all. And it's not like the i. And it's not like the iPhone where there's people out there that are constantly looking to try to get people to, right. you know, 
violate workplace rules and policies by getting them to leak information or bring out prototypes or anything like that. There's just there's no incentive to try to get people to do I, that. I think there was some stuff around the switch, the, mm. around the cart stuff um, pre-release. Oh, really? Huh. Um, I don't remember. I, I think there was. I think there was, but but it, it was like. But again, that's not something that like. I don't really give a shit about like. <laughs> I tend. To, I think at this point, a lot most people who make hardware have figured out like how late they can announce before they start producing physical hardware. Yeah. Like with the Xbox One X, like the name and the form factor did not leak. Hmm. Uh, and they started manufacturing in like July and August. So that gave them a little time. Whereas like any time that somebody wants to do a, and it's out now launch, like, that shit leaks oh, every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, even, even the iPhone like 10 had like mock-ups like, yeah. like probably a month before it was I announced. Think, and the eight and the eight plus too. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, that was the same form factor. So like it's like that one day and a half period where everyone thought that really dumbass oval looking thing might be the Nintendo switch. Oh, like the oval, yeah, like, like it looks regular. like a, it, it, yeah, I don't, like, I don't but, know. But people were like trying to figure out if it was an EA studio that had it based on the fucking shadow of a tree on the glass and stuff. <laughs> and it was yeah. a Photoshop, right? Yeah, it was just a Photoshop. Of course yeah. it was. <laughs> I like the internet is is a bunch of ghost mammoth hunters. Yeah, like, they'll like they they'll think they they caught a ghost and strip that shit down to the bone before they're sure it exists or not. I mean, I I still am always like those always get me though because ever since I was a kid, I can still remember looking at like a Game Pro or something, and it was like supposed acquired mocks for the dolphin, and mm. one of them looked like a fucking pyramid, and I was like, is Nintendo's a lot of them are real pyramid. <laughs> like a lot of those mocks are real. Like no. there yeah. were a lot of fucking weird. Test cases they for made. the Xbox, one of which is a Ninja Gaiden Black. One, one, like, yeah the the actual Xbox, the actual X shaped Xbox. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, um, the, the, well, because there was also that wasn't there the that time that uh, what's his bucket like posed with one Bill Gates? Yeah, posed. Yeah, some random guy, yeah. Bill something. No, I, I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was actually Bill Gates or not, but actually yeah. posed with like that mock up sure Xbox. Like, I I don't know. You've worked on both sides of this, this industry long enough to know that a lot of stuff is true before it's not, and a lot of stuff is not true until it is. It's true. <laughs> All of it. That's this industry. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little gray area in there. Yeah. I. Yeah. I and for a lot of people, something is not true, and for a lot of people, something is true, and those can both be accurate statements depending on who you know and what you know and where you work in a company, like. We, I have known things about about development things that people within a publisher have not known. Yeah, and that's a really uncommon occurrence. But occasionally, those entities have to compartmentalize that. Yeah, much. I mean, like their companies become big enough that like you just can't all know everything about. I mean, literally a gazillion. I had people from the art departments that just knew I knew had better knowledge that would be like, "Are we losing our jobs?" And I'd be like, "Oh well, this." Here's the latest. <laughs> so. Do I need to cut that out? No, it's fine. All right. I think it's totally fine. I mean, I'm just saying that people at the company, there were, like you said, striations of information based on who you were friends with. Yeah. Sadly. That's the way those things work um, at any place. Um, I don't remember how that's we got why we off keep, on that well, That's why we keep a rigid hierarchy at Area 5. I was just thinking, actually, my mind said, except <laughs> Matt is overlord everyone else under him. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
Yeah, now so, we've, we've pretty much covered all the video games I, I played. Other than I became number 20 in the world at Superflight. So oh, shit. Try and beat my high score, motherfuckers. <laughs> Damn. I'm one <laughs> game away from seasonally calibrating on Dota. <coughs> And? I'm sure that I'm going to be pissed off. Okay, when it that's well, okay, well, okay, so everyone, just for context, everyone is calibrating about a thousand MMR lower than I they don't were. know what calibrating is. Uh, you play ten games, then it gives you a ranking dependent. Like, oh, okay. and that's they, where you start. That's where you start. Gotcha. Um, and so recently, like on the 22nd, Dota launched a new ranking system. Previously, there was a thing called MMR, which is just like a point system from yeah. like zero all the way up to nine. I think was there a 10k player? Mm-hmm. Like it's infinite. You just yeah, but pro level is considered like around five to six k, and most players, I think the majority fall between fifteen hundred to two thousand. Higher. Who's that ten k player? It was Was Miracle. Yeah, or or uh, Abid. Maybe. Wondering when is like a that seems like he's gonna get taken by aliens or something they're gonna be like "Ah." (laughs) Um, yeah he's the last (laughs) starfighter yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so they replaced that. With something much more recognizable to Overwatch noobs or league, than everyone else, or, or league. league, which is just like a series of metal ranks, hmm. um, right? That goes Gold up tier, to like silver tier. Not... So no, they have their own fucking names for them because heaven Herald. forbid they just use like yeah. wood or bronze. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the way that it, there's still an MMR number, kind of. Are um, they like wizard ranks? The way you're describing is kind of a it's, it's more like Herald. church ranks. Yeah, honestly. Herald. <laughs> Harold's the, the lowest. Pope. Divine's the the highest. Yeah. What's the highest? Uh, divine. 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 So well, divine. Divine rapier. It's the, the name of one of the oh, items. Okay. Okay. Which is like most expensive, or not like most expensive, but it is the one of the most powerful items. Harold hmm. Crusader. It doesn't matter. Guardian. But, but I would. I would want mine to be like dog shit. <laughs> getting better. Like like. <laughs> anyway. okay. Fucking awesome. Yeah, okay. So like, what I've been matching against in my calibration games have been wildly divergent. Like up to like sort of high to low. Mm. But isn't that isn't that good that it like, gets giving you like a wide range to recalibrate? Yeah, I think that it's probably gonna put me higher ish than I was. Um, but I don't know. I, I just like my last couple of rank games where I got stuck with some carries who were really, really bad. The, the fun thing about it though, pisses me off. is that all, uh, once you hit divine, so that each, uh, rank has like five stars and once you mm-hmm. hit, uh, divine five, which is like the highest rank you get added, oh you get added to a leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you, like we played a turbo game the other night and we got ranked against a one, 145 i think mm-hmm. like so there's a, a, in north america the 140 or the 100 yeah 145 best, best player and like that was wow. just like an oh shit <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it went from like haha we're playing turbo this is like an easy get over 20 minutes so like we went like super hard try hard mode oh wow and then we got wrecked of but, course <laughs> um yeah we'll see like again there it's kind of like it even like the top end players have been like their mr has been around um six seven k so like even like the people who were up at that 10k level or are now down at back down um because they're basically the gap between like eight and ten was like maybe seven or eight people mm-hmm. like it was not that many right so that's not like that's like when you have that bell curve it doesn't really make sense that's which is why they like they compress the bell curve back right yeah interesting so what are you like shitlord tier for? Like? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't done mine. I've okay. did one single game of calibration. So mm. how how do you have to do 
You have to do 10 solo games for solo calibration and right. 10 party games for party calibration. Right, but do you have to do it uh, within a certain time frame in order so to be ranked in the season? It's seasonal. Right. They haven't broken down what the season is. I'm thinking it's either twice a year or three times. It might be three times a year. But yeah, it's like just, Valve, do it, just do it in that time period. For oh. Valve, twice a year seems like the more likely scenario. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't seem like much. It's just that like a game of Dota takes between 30 and 60 minutes. Right. So it could take like five to 15 hours right. to calibrate just on one. Yeah, and, and, and all you're doing is just to see how high you can get in the season, right? There isn't season rewards or anything like that. You get a Who badge. Yeah. Okay. But yeah we, yeah, we don't know what the... Uh, one thing that has changed is previously your MMR was a number that could go up or down, mm-hmm. and that's what would display on your profile if you decided to show your MMR, and now it just shows the highest rank that you've received. Um, but you'll still matchmake against people. Can of, you drop ranks, though, if you play if shitty? You can, your matchmaking rank can drop, but the, the medal you show on your page will not. Right, so you're not going to go back down to fucking yeah. shitlord. Well, you will, but people won't see it. Yeah. Only other shitlords will know that you're a shitlord <laughs> because you're matched with them. Yeah. Uh, I really like this idea. <laughs> oh, what are you? I'm okay. It's like shadow yeah. banning. I'm okay at the game. I, I'm okay. The game has told me I'm okay. I, I'm decent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good. And then great. And then excellent is for a level. Yeah. Dota's been a real roller coaster lately, but I feel like people are getting back into it? it. It's it's in a different way. Like I feel like when Turbo Mode got introduced, the friendos were like all about it because it's like, wow, wacky Dota where we get to do yeah. whatever we want. And then a meta shook out like a, in a week. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, actually, these heroes are the ones that will fucking steamroll. Uh-huh. Like this specific fight, fight, fight playstyle is what does well, mm. and it is the only play style that does well in this right. so now everyone just does that and now the wackiness yeah. is gone i mean you cannot but there's a better than even chance that you'll lose you pretty much have to like you one person on the team can be wacky everyone else has to play that <laughs> yeah. um but it does it has had <clears throat> what they said was the desired result which is the game a turbo game is gonna be done within half an hour and a lot mm-hmm. of them are done are determined in 15 minutes um and so then you just spend the next 15 minutes. No, there's high game. highs and low lows in a turbo game. You can it, like as much as you can blow a weed in a normal Dota game, you can blow the fuck out of a weed in a turbo yeah, game. Like you'll, you'll lose a team fight and be like, there are three racks. We're it's seven. Hey, minutes guess what? That was a 40,000 gold net swing. <laughs> That's a lot. By the yeah. way, <laughs> right? But what you're describing is it seven minutes in, then that happens, and then I have to wait eighteen minutes for the. No, game. it's no, not no. going to happen then because even honestly, you could be getting the shit kicked out of you at eight minutes, like, and it can be a pretty convincing lead. But if you win one fight, you get so much out of it. Okay, that, that's what I was wondering. I was, the way you were describing it first, I thought it was like, no, oh, so I it, it's not like a hard like, hard lock to like thirty. It's like if you're getting f- fucked at eight minutes. It's probably over by 12. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And if it's yeah. not, then you have a chance. Okay. Like, yeah, the last thing, I, I hate being locked in games that don't have, an, that don't have a surrender. No. If a team is steamrolling like, hard at eight minutes and they're just better than you, then they're going to win. Like, we've won turbo games in, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. And honestly, like, turbo has been the most... No, I'm not, okay, not going to call the most fun, but it has been, like... You the, don't care Yeah, you. I, I've laughed harder. Sure, like, I had never again, laughed harder. It's a lot like... Yeah, all in ARAM match yeah. in League of Legends, where you're just like, haha, crazy shit happens, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, but it's not. I think even with ARAM, it, like this isn't limited by that map or anything. Sure, it's just limited by like, ah, I'm just gonna do some dumb shit, and that's really fu- it's fun in that yeah. way. 
Well, yeah, and you earn gold at such a rate that you can buy items that even if you're a mediocre player, you might not have normally gotten, yeah. I bet. You're not even earning it. It's just like flinging bags of gold that's, at you. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like, I play support so much, and it's not common for me to get the high tier yeah, items. You just, Whereas in this, it's like, oh, you want to dig on in your support? Well, all right. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's why James likes it. Dagon's for everyone. Yeah. Dagon <laughs> E-Blade. Dagon is a zappy gun Yeah, in Dota, basically. You it's can, a gun. Yeah. Cool. And then you can use something, another item to amplify that. So mm-hmm. then everyone gets Dagons. So you just target one person, and then they can't, they can't like, a, they can't like physically attack. They can still cast spells. So there's a thing, and then they amplifies all that damage, and they just blow up. There's a thing it's very game, fun. There's a thing in the game called a ghost scepter, and mm-hmm. when you use it, you go ethereal, which means you can't be hit by physical attacks mm-hmm. at all. But you take lots of extra magic damage because ethereal is magic, magic. weak. Yeah. So. Uh, you can do it defensively, but some people can do it offensively. Like they can make you ethereal and fuck you up with an item. Uh, yeah. If you buy a ghost scepter and add a eagle song, yeah, which is a lot of a lot of money, a lot of money, it turns into an ethereal blade, which is essentially an ethereal shotgun. <laughs> like you fire a blast that turn that the, does damage and turns into ethereal. It, there, there's <laughs> a there's a term uh, for. A character called Morphling called the shotgun build because mm-hmm. it takes your like primary attribute and like as a multiplier and he can shift his his attributes around so he'll shift it all into agility and just sh- like blow someone up because it, it basically like he'll dash into you and you just poof, you just explode. Um, it's very fun, good, right on. But it costs so much gold that no support would ever buy it. Right, like right, no, right. almost nobody would build that way. Right. Except in turbo. Except in turbo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's even, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that they're playing around with modes like that because that's the kind of stuff that, like, you know, keeps people coming back to a game that otherwise would become stale. Like they've, they, uh, I had some friends that were asking because Iron Banner has shown up for the first time for PC players, mm-hmm. and so some of my friends were like, "So does Destiny do like?" events you know like wow does like because these are all old like this whole group of friends are all old wow players too it's like Mm -hmm. right do they do they have all these events and stuff like no not really you know like they have some they'll have some stuff that sort of implies that there's like a holiday going on or whatever but it's not it's not like the dark moon fair and yeah yeah. exactly and they won't there you're not going to have like uh, santa caps and stuff like that very Um, or very rarely will you because like the the halloween yeah, they did the, ha- yeah. the Halloween masks. Yeah, In Destiny One. Right, um, but you know, like they're they're not going to do that. At least not that I can tell. They're going to do it for every season, but. Um, I like it when they do stuff like that in games where they, they, they play around with the formula and they give you something new. For me, that was Sparrow Racing in Destiny yeah. 1. Like, and it's fun just to have to give something, me something to, different. to chase. Yeah. If we're in a, like, a limited amount of time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it has been the thing where we go, we'll play like a full game mm-hmm. and then we'll play a game of Turbo. Yeah, because we're like people are like ah, I don't have enough, enough time for like thirty minutes. It's just like we'll just blow through this super quickly and then everybody right. goes to bed. Um, I played some WoW. I resubbed as I said last week. <laughs> oh wow, really? Yeah, he's yeah. back in it, man. What? Uh, what? I've been leveling a monk and healing a lot, which I've actually really enjoyed. I think I haven't played WoW in like five years now. Uh, I did that. I did that resub that we talked about, like mm-hmm. uh, for thirty days last year, was mm-hmm. it? Just because I needed to capture some footage for uh, one of our Outerlands episodes, and uh, so I think somebody, yeah, one of our listeners, I think, gave me like a thirty day pass because you can. Lots of people have those. You can just hand mm-hmm. those out to try to bring your friends back or whatever. And 
That was just after that expansion had come out, the most recent one. The, yeah, uh, not Warlords. Um, no. Legion. Legion had just come out. And I was like, hey, this is pretty good. This is fun. I am so glad that this will be up after 30 days so I won't get sucked back in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the stuff that they're doing with the coming expansion sounds really cool. Like, they're doing, like, it, the entire world scales with you so you can kind of just go wherever and do whatever you want. Call that huh. dynamic combat level. Yeah. Mitch, are you going to roar? Sorry. Anthony. <laughs> I said Mitch because Mitch is actually playing too. Wait, hold on. Right yeah. hold on. Oh, really? Hold on. Oh, Jesus. I still have all my hair. <laughs> Oh. But you're much less polite. <laughs> I'm just Ooh, kidding, sorry. Mitch. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, just a little sore because I asked Mitch, I basically hinted to Mitch several times I wanted to play his Battlefront game, and he didn't give me a copy of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Mitch. I love you. I should do Mitch right now, and I bet you he'd give me a copy. <laughs> uh, but Microsoft gave me one, so it's fine. Um, are you going to roll a vanilla character? That was really mean. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's staying in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if it makes sometimes you just gotta Mitch own probably it. won't. I do feel bad. Anyways, <laughs> love Mitch. Uh, On the other hand, he has a job. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Perhaps and healthcare. Uh, yeah, and a president who's not a complete fucking embarrassment. Basically, he moved at the right time. Yeah, no, he he made the right choice. Yeah, he took he took he took all the happiness with him, and he's working on Star Wars. <laughs> Which Anthony would give both of his nuts to do. <laughs> Let's just pile on a few more bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's, I think we're equal now. You've yeah, balanced yeah. the scale. Uh, yeah. But you have a fiance, and uh, he will never know the love of a woman again. Mitch got to write. Mitch got to write an original Star Wars story. Yeah, a canonical Star Wars story on top of everything else. Uh, but yeah, I really want to play it. But what were we talking about though? We were talking about something else. Oh, uh, you were, you were asking me a question. But if yeah, you're going to play Vanilla Wow, no, no. I just no. don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't even, even want to. Even as you guys to. were talking, I was like, "No." I was like, "I bet you, I could tell my friend Joe, hey, I want to get back into WoW,' and he would jump in, <laughs> and that would bring back some of what I used to want to do." And I was watching Shroud play WoW the other day. I was like, "Oh man!" But then I just thought to myself, like, "Don't have time. Mm-hmm. I barely have enough time to play games and have a fiance in my life. <laughs> a lot of times, and I can't. And I'm not, certainly not going to try and talk her into getting into WoW." And not just that, but also, like, wow, I feel like after five years, I'm going to jump back in and be like, what is going the fuck on? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this game? There is there's enough, like, tools at this point, like, new player tools that I think it's actually, it's not that hard. It's fine. Um, it's, it's been nice because, like, Mitch hadn't played in a while. And so I have a bunch of heirloom items, which give you, like, additional XP oh, bonuses. Yeah. And uh-huh. they, they scale, like, they're scalable items yeah. up to a certain point. So I don't really have to, like... Even if I fall behind, I can catch up in like thirty percent less time than he put in. Yeah, um, which is kind of nice for like leveling stuff. So I don't have to. Well, it's not the leveling part. It's that I would ideally want to jump in and play my warrior, mm-hmm. but I think my warrior is only like sixty-seven. I think and, with the, and the there expansion, would be, you get like a token to level something up yeah. to hundred. Sure, but even but then, even that, that but then I'd be like, what does my powers do? What are my talents like? It's I don't learning to play. So, a video so game. <laughs> if you create a new class, you can. Pre- uh, preview it at a hundred, and they reintroduce you to all your skills. Uh-huh. Like, like they, they basically they send you on this quest line, and you can choose to skip it. So what you're saying is they designed it for people like me who are coming. Yes. Back. I think at this point that is WoW's entire business model is like making it easier for people who used to play to go back in. Yeah, when, when I went back last year, um, mm-hmm. I actually played 
through like the expansion content like mists of pandaria like, and stuff like that just because i hadn't seen it and i wanted to see the quest lines and so i just played through it anyway even though like i technically could have jumped straight to like the thing you have to think whatever. about is how many tens of millions of people have played wow like 25 30 like yeah, probably at, least. at what at point least. can you yeah. get a new person like there are not new people to play wow for the <laughs> most part like all of the customers that they're trying to get now well, are a three-year-old night might, might now be 15 or something right yeah they could jump into wow yeah uh 16 yeah Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, a five-year-old is now old enough to have a credit card from when WoW came out. So. <laughs> New expansion looks cool. Yeah. The, 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 the but yeah, dynamic combat level is nice because then there's a reason to go back to old content that you missed and not just steamroll it. Oh, and like you don't have to do everything in order. You don't have to go from about that. the, the orc starting area to the to barons. The to like, the, yeah. yeah, it just changes the way that you can level but, up. But, but will there? What, I wonder how that'll work for PvP. That's the one thing. Like, I I think it will still scale to your <laughs> level. Like it'll <laughs> still be because it's it's level brackets. So like with for pvp like you were doing battlegrounds it would be like you're in the no sorry i just meant uh oh world, i don't even know if there is still world pvp yeah Some ev- everything is going to be world pvp every server will be world PvP. every server oh, you have to opt in right you have to opt in like yeah oh, wow weird yeah it's okay. that's the whole thing of the expansion is it's hmm. alliance versus horde again yeah, that, that sucks a it, little bit that you have that, to opt in a little. Did that change? Uh, they, <laughs> were, they, were, they were the police, right? They were allied for the most part. And like the, part of the setup of their most now recent... Now they're in open warfare rather than the, the semi... Cold War, the, yeah. The Cold War with like hot spots that, that, that was always happening in the background <laughs> mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of the setup of the most recent expansion is like a bunch of betrayals because mm-hmm. it's all everyone trying to make power grabs as like... There were these power vacuums because mm-hmm. a bunch of some characters died, yeah. and then power grabs, and then betrayals, like between the between the two, because they were like introducing new races and stuff like that. So yeah. it, it's it's a really been really interesting lore wise. Um, now what they need to do with the new expansion is they need to put out Warcraft Four that then <laughs> takes that story and, and evolves it in a new Warcraft game. Yeah, there that's you go. what I want. Yep. So they will never break that. No, I don't think they ever. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think they will. You don't think they'll make a new Warcraft? No. It'd be cool if they did, though. It'd be super cool if they did, but they it, won't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Well, I, 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 I would, I would play the shit out of it. I look forward to you yeah. being wrong. Twenty twenty, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, put that on your news sites. I've had a lot of news people reaching out to me, so. Um, <laughs> James is going to be wrong in 2020. Yeah, James is going to be wrong. Put that in your headlines. Um, emails? Are we done? We can do a few emails if other people... Uh, it's, it's only 7.45. Yeah. yeah. The, the date's always... The day feels a lot longer when you're unemployed. But also, it feels a lot longer when the sun goes down. It's really so dark. Like 4.30. I hate it. I know. I was playing games. I started at like 2. And then all of a sudden, I looked outside and it was getting dark. And I'm like, oh no. We should be on daylight savings time year round. My looks so disheveled right now. Well, that's that's the problem about having any sort of long-haired animal. They constantly... No, she was just sleeping in lady's spot, actually. So I think some of the disheveled just was contagious. (laughs) Just extra hair. Well, it's we not got, her own. This is how she looks when she's sleeping under my bed, and I come home, and I hear like a little trill from under it, and she comes <laughs> squeezing out. <laughs> my... Uh, 
a friend and business partner, Ryan O'Donnell, uh, at their apartment, uh, one of their roommates that moved in, I guess, I don't know, several months ago or whatever, has a, a kind of a half husky, half something else dog. Mm-hmm. I've seen the pictures. Uh, she's very, very cute. Uh, but Ryan showed me a picture today uh, after she, after her owner brushed her, like in the hallway, and there was a giant pile of dog fur next Ugh. to her that was basically her size. <laughs> Jesus. In length, because like those dogs just have so much fucking hair. Yeah. They'd be insulated because they get cold. Are they? Or, they? or they come from cold. Yeah, yeah, they come from cold. Yeah, so many. Uh, we'll start with this letter. So much hair. From Chris. It's a long one. He says, I just listened to your letter response where you said you were fine with progress-based microtransactions, that is, paying money for progress in a game, whether it be experience boost, early item unlocks, or whatever. He says, how can you possibly be okay with that? Sometimes Splitting it into two ideas, I get I'll do it sometimes, because there is no other option and you want to achieve some goal, and sometimes you just don't have the time to play a game fully and you want to experience all the content. But that is different than, I think, I, I think that's fair and I'm okay with it. They're literally only selling your time back. There's almost no development time in flipping a switch to turn on an item you will get later in the game or increasing the amount of in-game currency you have in the game. The game is just more expensive for people who have less time and you get less gameplay if you pay more money. Why is preying on people's inability or unwillingness to grind against a game an okay business practice? Shouldn't a game provide the gameplay people want without upselling them on every minute feature, especially ones that don't provide any new features? These things used to be provided by cheat codes or console demands, and now they're microtransactions. I don't see how that's okay. You were getting a hell of a lot more game than you ever got on anything that ever gave cheats away for free. I don't and know. It's a little disingenuous to make the comparison that cheat codes used to be free. Well, the on other games. Th- the other thing is like if if the alternative is that okay, here's this game. You want to experience the whole game. It's fifty hours, and there's no microtransactions options. So that person who doesn't have time, sorry, you just don't get to experience that. Or I can literally pay some extra, and and I do get to experience it less time. I don't see how that's why that's a bad thing. I also I also think it's if the game is requires you to spend that money, then that's just bad design. That makes the game bad. That doesn't make the, the actual right. practice of He's it bad. He's just talking about like the optional things of like getting a super powerful sword that makes you be able to grind through everything way faster or something like that. Uh, I, yeah, but like uh, like to me, Assassin's it, Creed had that this year, and it's like I don't know. I just. You just don't do it. it. Exactly. You just don't do it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I think the problem he has is there should just, in his mind, be a a free option in the the menu that says, I I don't have time for this, so put the experience grind on super easy for free. I mean, there is that in most of these games in that you can set the difficulty to easy. Like, no one has locked a difficulty behind a paywall at this point that i'm aware of please don't ever anyone do that yeah, yeah. that would be really now that we've spoken stupid. it has been come <laughs> that is the problem i said it out loud so now it will be so uh it's not just about making the game easier it's about like letting you do more stuff like a shortcut to doing stuff and i i don't know my experience with cheats growing up is that they usually ruined the game you use them on yeah it becomes less interesting, like um, when when you when you use Cheat Engine to edit INI files. Suddenly, the game becomes like, "Well, I don't need to play this anymore." I'm not even talking, on I'm the talking game. about like Nintendo and Genesis and SNES oh, totally. era stuff, where you'd enter a code and get like a hundred lives, and suddenly nothing meant anything. Um, yeah, but when I was when I was a kid, like I would be like, "There's no fucking way I'm going to beat Akari Warriors unless I can enter the Konami code, so I can actually see it." 
I guess for me, it just it doesn't bother me for there to be an option for people to pay if they want to progress faster because there's still the option to progress at these the quote designed pace. Yeah, if you I, want. I mean, if a game, me. I think with Destiny Two, it's more complicated because so much of the game is involved in these sort of progression moments where they were throttling the experience you were getting and sort of lying to you about the progress you were making uh yeah except for that well that's a different issue related to actual progress in the game versus progress of getting cosmetic cosmetic items that they are selling you that's the difference there is it is it just cosmetic like heroic events and stuff like no the 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 xp the x once you hit level 20 xp is just cosmetics you get you get mods out of it but uh, you can uh, once you hit the end of the game, you can just buy mods. Like for yeah. instance, in World, for in World of Warcraft, it doesn't bother me that they sell the ability to get a fully level character. They just do that. You can you can buy a thing to level you can, a character yeah. uh, to hundred to hundred. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that, but that's what I mean. You can just straight up pay for it. Like that's a content skip for people that don't have time. That absolutely doesn't bother me, and I don't think there should be a free option in that game to just make your character one hundred. Like that seems crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like um, I, I just it doesn't bother me. It also doesn't bother me in an industry where. Again, as we've said before, video games are too cheap for the most part. And so it doesn't bother me that they're still trying to find other ways to make money. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, um, it, it's, uh, I think that's the argument that always gets lost about video games are actually, you know, per unit. They haven't gone up in pricing forever. And if... And, but yet we keep trying to demand that people make more and more, you know, expensive games and innovate and try new things all the time. And if you don't, what the fuck are you doing, dumb developer person? Like, don't you understand that I want new, better and awesomer? And then, you know, when they try something that's new, better, awesomer and it fails, then that's then it's all about the pile on about like, oh, look at these stupid motherfuckers with their dumb decisions. And, you know, like they do make dumb decisions and they do fail. And it is right to call out things like, you know, the Destiny XP thing. Like they shouldn't have done that the way that they did it. Um, But, you know, like, uh, do you really need to have the largest downvote on Reddit ever be about loot boxes? I kind of don't think so. I I just I I don't care about like single player progress based like basically single player cheats. Like, yeah, I, I, I it doesn't bother me. No, like, I also, especially would say, single player. I basically never bought them ever. Like there's right, and like yeah. I, I think that we talked about it la- not last week or the week before about like how in Dead Space Three, like I, I broke down and, and bought some stuff because I wanted to get back to where I was when I played the debug build. Uh, but right. like the the part where it breaks down for me is like I think that tying balance factors to payment is bad design yeah yeah like, uh, I, I, I played a bit of the battlefronts multiplayer and i was like i hate saying this but get a lot of it's just get fucking good like I, right I, but not everybody has the option of being you in a game i yeah okay like then 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 pay for it like pay, pay to get better like that's the thing is there's an option to, to I, be get better i don't think that that's a, i think that that is a bad that's just that's like bad design like yeah. it, you you have an advantage for being better, but if you were you and had money, then you would have even more of an advantage over other people playing. Like I think multiplayer is where a line could be could and should be drawn in that. And it, I don't think it, it will be because we like pay to win is part of most free to play games, including League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. Like any game that sells you characters and like 
there is a interest in them making not as aggressively balancing the game as I think that they could. And I think that there's like, I, I think that they do. There's the joke though, league, whenever yeah. there's like a new hero, like that hero is broken. And part of that is just because, Hey, guess what? They don't know what a new hero is going to do in a fucking player base of a hundred million people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the same thing happened with Dota that Willow and Pango were felt broken for the first couple of weeks, even yeah. though that's a completely free to play game. But with with Heroes of the Storm, like having so many heroes behind a paywall and with League of Legends having so many heroes behind a paywall, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like it is what it is and I don't play those games really. So if you love those games, that's fine. I just think that it's bad design to lock that kind of stuff behind a paywall. But that ship has sailed like that fight. It was lost six years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think that the progression system of battlefront is poorly conceived. Uh, even if they're even without microtransactions, like a currency based progression system that relies on random rewards is bad. I, I, I agree. Like, like there's the like gotcha, like feeding stuff to other stuff to make better versions of like, that sucks. Like that's not always super fun. It works in some games. I think it works in destiny to a point because you're just, it's just classes. So there's a, a broader spectrum of things that you can get that you can like be like i like this one specific version so everything else can get can fuck off I'm just i do gonna, think that you the, get so much shit in destiny like we problem. were talking about last week like brian was talking about last week like doing the raid like six times and never once getting the thing yeah. that he wanted i think that, that sucks <laughs> yeah like, that's, a different, pro- that's sucks. a different problem entirely but like y- the yeah they're addressing that i guess um but yeah, yeah I, in single player you're right it doesn't bother me yeah. as much in multiplayer i think it's uh it can be a big problem I think we'll see if that attitude changes over time because in foreign countries, in certain parts of Asia, there's an expectation that there will be a pay to win option. I, like, mm-hmm. It's just culturally totally acceptable there. And even free players will be like, well, of course the dude who pays money has an advantage. It's just like a different mindset. <laughs> that, that's it. why there's, you know, the free to play Call of Duty in China and I there mean, isn't the, one in North America. I acknowledge that it, that it exists in multiplayer games. I just think that it's bad. Yeah. Like, I think that there are more friendly ways to do microtransactions and and i that's not to say that ea's hands weren't tied like there's been a lot of discussion about like the cosmetic stuff and how that's not canon and i see a lot of like disdain being thrust in ea's direction but ea does not control the likeness rights and interpretations of those characters like if anybody was going to squash cosmetic microtransactions in a star wars game it's not ea yeah like it's gonna I mean, be you can Disney. Pitch, like you know i think the time the total time i worked at gazillion gazillion made one original thing and mm-hmm. other than that everything yeah we got to make one original captain america skin that was like our own design and that was like a big deal mm-hmm. to do that because other than that you are extremely we could not like even color deviations right down to is the hulk's fucking face angry enough like they mm-hmm. will come back with notes and then you go through several and i imagine the same thing with star wars like Except worse. You go through their games division and you go through their movie licensing division mm-hmm. and you you know, it's just like it is it is story group. Yeah, it's it's goes through a lot of different layers of approval. So But as as far as like single player stuff goes, I just until capitalism is dismantled, like someone who pays more can always get more out of a thing like that. Like they can buy more games than you can. Guess what? Like I don't think that it serves a purpose to be angry about something that lets someone skip ahead especially in a single, not a single player, player thing like 
what do you want for free to be able to not experience the content you paid for if you're feeling really price conscious about it? Yeah. Like, what if a game is designed around it? I think that that's a different story. And obviously, that's like a Supreme Court pornography standard of microtransactions. And it's not (laughs) I know it when I see it. But there's no, like, there's no perfect solution. Right. I agree. I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, if I was playing a single player, like, back in the day, if Dead Space had made it to where I would hit certain points and it would be like, guess what? It is way too fucking difficult for you to progress through this boss. Like it unless is uncannily difficulty unless you bought ammo. Yeah. That would be a totally different thing than of I can just make this game easier for myself by having the cheater sword or yeah. the cheater gun, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, which is actually why I never even use those pre-order bonuses because to me the pre-order bonuses and stuff that make the game easier usually ruin the progression otherwise. Yeah, so that's they, what, they kind of they kind of like making the early game like too easy or like they don't feel right. It's right. interesting. I feel like Assassin's Creed Origins actually worked around that in some ways because like there's like the different additions sort of DLC like in-game items, but the way that items work in that game like they so rapidly get out-leveled. Yeah, but you can also upgrade them, right? So that collector's edition sword that you got isn't gonna stay, won't be useless if you're willing to pay like gold in the game's economy to upgrade it, right? Um, which is something that a game like Dead Space Two never had to worry about. Yeah, but it is like I, that, a smart a, thing. Yeah, that that's definitely a cool way to do it because you know I uh, I got Assassin's Creed Origin on PC and I got that like deluxe edition or whatever, so it had those collector's edition swords and like. I I played maybe six hours of Assassin's Creed Origins last weekend. Assassin's Creed Oranges. Oranges, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> look at all these these citruses. <laughs> Kill them all. That's how he gets his hidden blade. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I was squeezes citrus juice and the, and they're oh that would really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, this is really inefficient. I need to find a better way to do this. On the other hand, like going back to what I was saying about until they they do that to fuck it up like i think that in some ways the loot system in origin in oranges is kind of <laughs> underwhelming because it's just why not just upgrade the awesome legendary sword that you that you found like i i'll just keep upgrading the yellows instead of using any of the purples right or any of the blues like right. there's no reason for me to use the new gear because the old gear i found once i've upgraded it is just as good if not better yeah um, uh, our next question comes from Jacob, who says, in your opinions, do you think the gaming industry will continue to be volatile or will it stabilize? Given all that you know now, would you still encourage inspiring, aspiring game designers like me to go into the industry? That's, no, that's leave, Jacob's run question. away, become no, a scientist. Yeah, get in the industry. Yeah, of course you can. Of course but, you should. But it will continue to be volatile? <laughs> Every creative industry is volatile. Yep. They're all volatile because the... They're hitting a moving target. You're always hitting a moving target. Yep. Yep. Because, it, you know, it's like uh, uh, creative industries of any stripe, video games, movies, they're just fashioned by another name. Or so, art. Like or, art making. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, it's object making. You're, you're chasing trends. You're trying to define new trends. Uh, you're trying to do something that you love and just hope that somebody likes it. Um, you know, and... P- and studios, uh, just like movie studios, video game studios, will they'll have a big success and they'll stagnate on an idea for too long, and suddenly they're not relevant anymore, and everybody loses a job. That, that's the, 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 I think the benefit of right now in games is that there is actually a very wide swath of 
there's a lot uh, of ways to get into it yeah and it's not it's not just the triple a the, yeah. the resources aren't stuck at the very top you can find small teams doing all sorts of things whether that's mm-hmm. mobile games whether that's indie games i'll that's say this too there's there is somewhat more stability too if you don't want to work in triple a i think triple a is some of the most unstable also as surprising as that is like if you want to do like art in games i'm gonna like rain on your parade right now do not emphasize character development work on props work <laughs> on backgrounds work on machines like do the boring shit and get really good at it and really fast because that is what almost every studio is looking for and that's what outsourcers are looking for because lead character developers and animators like they get their job and they keep it yeah also not just your art also work on people skills well, yeah, that yes, like, like for oh, every job. But, but yeah, for someone who's a game designer, like to the, for Jacob, like yeah, like I just think that you need to decide, like again, if AAA, like sometimes that can be volatile because if, if studios that are putting forty million dollars into one game, there's a lot running on the stakes of that and determining how it does. But there are much more stable places out there nowadays. Like some of these mobile game companies and stuff like that, some of them are way more success. Like like for instance, there's a company called Pocket Gems. No one's heard of Pocket Gems, probably, <laughs> in the gaming world for the most part. They make a bunch of random little things that you've probably never played and probably never will for a lot of people here. But they make a shit ton of money, and they have a huge investor in Tencent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like they are they are like a stable-ass company. Mm-hmm. And so if you are okay with doing, like, like, I think designing at a place like that would be a bit more work than maybe, like, it would still be fun depending on what you're working on, but it's not, like, maybe going to be rewarding if you're looking to make, like, the craziest first part. you're not making halos there right but you are making something that people enjoy but is that the type of design you want to do you know i don't know but yeah. there is there are stable options out there it's yep. just that it's like if i was a filmmaker you can make pacific rim or you might end up making like you know like a schlocky horror film for forty thousand dollars and hope you get a big return on it or something like that i don't know that's probably not exact good one-to-one representation but i'm saying not everyone gets to make the blockbusters and but you can still be part and of you, can, you can work towards that goal like it's not it's not something that you achieve right off the bat no and I'll, but i'll say a lot of a lot of the people that work at AAA end up at those places because mm-hmm. they found stability in them yeah they they it's, they, they, they it's they, a nine to, it's a nine to five <laughs> yes they did the time doing the big games mm-hmm. that they then had to grind on crazy e3 milestones and now they work at a company that doesn't even think about e3 <laughs> and doesn't do all these things like that and so they, they don't even put out trailers you know like uh, yeah. unless it's like a launch trailer for the apple store so it's just like a different sort of world of game development that yeah. is not yeah. the typical thing so and uh, don't uh, don't discount um, designing your own games, not just the indie That's version, true. but I'm also thinking uh, uh, board games. Um, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Like There's did, a board game renaissance going on right now, although I do worry a little bit that it's a bubble. I, I'm not sure. I, I think if if it's a bubble, I think it's I think it's going to be a bubble that's going to be around for a while because um and and i'm not i wasn't necessarily saying you know like go out there and you know like do a kickstarter and launch some awesome board game i was thinking more like uh if you're really interested in game design and you're like i don't know anything about software tools or maybe it's intimidates you or whatever you can actually demonstrate your ability to design good games by designing good board games and because that'll lead you into game design and that could that's the type of thing that if you ever get like oh hey there's 
an internship or a junior level game designer position available at this company or something, or even if you get onto, you know, like the QA team at a company, being able to show that like you've been able to think through the process of a game design through your own board game design, that's a really good demonstration of your of your critical, critical thinking and strategy skills. I worked at a mobile game studio and there was a guy who was in QA and he brought in a chessboard at one point and was like, I want to show you this game I made. And we set up a chessboard, and I was like, oh, okay. And then he, I don't remember the rules now, but I remember we played it, and I was like, this game's fucking, this game's good. <laughs> and like, you took a chessboard, something everyone has, and made a new rule set for it that's actually really good. Nice. And so I was like, you know, I was like, and that, again, that immediately made, he's like, I want to design games. I was like, well, fucking A. Yeah. Okay. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Congrats. You've designed on your own one more game than You've I've ever designed, designed on my own. designed chess, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sequel to chess. <laughs> the sequel to the award-winning chess. But yeah, I mean, board games are a great option. because And nowadays, if you ever wanted to print a prototype, the craziest thing is you can get a prototype printed for like $40. Yeah. If you wanted to make one for yourself. I'm just yeah. saying, if you wanted to do it for yourself. No, no, they, they, that's all fine. I just feel like... Like something, uh, Dan Shu, formerly mm-hmm. of EGM and one up now working at Sony, uh, mm-hmm. is a hardcore board game guy. Uh, and he tweeted or posted on Facebook, and this is not like a super private thing, so I don't feel worried about saying it, uh, that he and his partner have more board games than they could play if they mm-hmm. played every day. Yeah, and a lot of people I know, like, who like, are into board games are like that. It's a collection thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's like that. There's a boom in the board game market, especially right now with Kickstarter, but like that can't last. Well, Dan Shu like, is also an edge case. <laughs> right, but the the people so the what but makes But he's also dedicated to playing those games. Right, but so like the the group that I go and have like our gamer weekend with where we play a whole bunch of board games. I didn't get to go this year, but I've talked about it in the past on the podcast. Um it's not that they all buy like every single game. It's a group of friends and like somebody will buy this game, another person will buy that game. And it's it's not just ba- and they don't like necessarily just coordinate like, "Oh, I'm buying this so you don't have to." It's they're buying what they're interested in and what they want to play with their friends when they do get together. So, I think it's not so much like a bunch of collectors buying board games until they have until they run out of space. Although, of course, that happens. Yeah. I think it's more that like there's a board game community out there and there's enough board games that are being launched all the time these days that there's a board game that appeals to every single type of interest. Yeah. yeah. So it's more like a bunch of, a bunch of little niches that are creating a, a large community and a large industry as opposed to just one big bubble. Yeah. It's not like, I don't, I don't think it's the same as like, you know, you're going to run out of World of Warcraft players. I don't think you're going to run out of board I'm not game t- players. I'm saying that like, Indie games on Steam are failing at a unprecedented rate. Like, even more so than the rate at which games on Steam have increased, mm-hmm. the rate of failure has increased more than that. Yeah, I think board games fail a lot, too. I, just, it, it comes down to getting involved with the right people, but board games are also a much smaller investment to make, usually. I, I don't know that that's true. I do think that they that there is, like, a sort of mild firewall in place with kickstarter the kickstarter is actually great for board games kickstarter is like the perfect platform for board games Whereas because it's not for pre- video games because it's, it's easy not, for yeah. video game costs to spiral out of control well, yeah, and i think that it's, of- it's it's harder for a board game's cost well the the bar hilariously no. because they're physical goods well, well right. the thing is that by the time a board game goes to kickstarter it's done it's pretty literally much. that you're now paying for it to be made into pretty art and yep. to be manufactured and shipped to you I, yep. I have a for kickstarter. now 
I have a Kickstarter like object right here. Like yeah, the, your the backpack. Level, level three backpack. <laughs> the thing was already designed. They weren't like telling people to fund it to like get it designed. It was just like they're they help us fund our first. On orders, the yeah. other hand, how many physical objects have you started that you didn't get or that showed up really late or that weren't what you wanted? Late, yeah. One, I think one, yeah. My bike was dog shit that I got off a there. Bike? Yeah, an electric bike. Whoa! It, it had a ton of things, and my comment got banned. I actually got suspended from Kickstarter for a while. Because the person that ran the Kickstarter complained because I was trying to encourage people to go into a class action lawsuit with me against them. So, <laughs> so. Be- because the bike was such dog shit. Oh yeah, it was. It I, was. It, they had taken a Chinese company's bike and put their stickers on it, but it was like so. It was so poorly made, and they were and they were over a year late in shipping to international customers, and they were pulling the thing where they're like, "Look, we if you actually want these bikes, you already gave us this much money, but you're gonna have to pay this much more." Oh right, well, wow! Else we're just gonna keep your money. It was like crazy. I, I think Jesus. Kickstarter sucks for a lot of things. Board games actually seems like a thing that Kickstarter is fairly well suited to. Kickstarter and books. Yeah. Like yeah. the only Kickstarter I've backed, I think, is for a book. And that albums. I got. Albums have been good to me right. too. Yeah. yeah. That's because fair. they're just paying for the pressing, basically. The album's yeah. already recorded. Or like that's the thing is like that's what Kickstarter is really good for that is stuff that's done but just make needs a purchase to be made. Order. They need to yeah. make the purchase order um, to get the cost and they need to hit a certain volume to get the yeah. cost down. Yep. So it's yeah. basically what it's good for. Going back to the, the should you get into games, I I mean, just have 100%. your eyes open. Yeah. Just know what you're getting into. Like, be ready to move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. be ready to move. Be ready to work a lot. Like, <coughs> I I really hope that we're on the precipice of a conversation about union organization in the games industry. I don't I don't know how how far we are away from that, but if all of the games writers end up organizing, which seems like in maybe 10 years could happen. Who the fuck knows what will happen with game developers? Uh, Do you know what I think the problem is, though? Is that I think the old guard is, like, burns out and leaves the industry. So, like, a lot of that is led sometimes by by them. Because... uh, Well, not, like, the super old guard. I'm talking about, like, the people who have been in the industry for maybe, like, five to six years. Those are the people that are, like... Yeah, I think that the people, if unionization happens in the games industry, it'll be the people who are like two or three years away from burning out and are exceptionally fucking angry. Yeah. Like that are very charismatic and manage to convince the people who have only been there three years and are like right about to approach their burnout apogee. Right. That it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing that's union, the thing that, that spurred unions in the film industry was the fact that it's it's a gig economy. And for a it lot it became a gig economy well i mean it, it, you didn't have people that were like full-time employees of companies this working did. for working like for movie studios yeah yeah I was gonna say, i'm talking about like in the history of hollywood yes there was yes in the it, history it, of hollywood. Beca- it became a gig economy in right. the in the 50s so i'm saying yeah. why why unions became such right. a big yeah, thing yeah. is because it was like uh you know it wasn't full-time based and right. you know like it seems Yes, there are AAA studios, but studios are relying more and more on contract labor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, all of the contractors are the kind of things that will that need to get together and push for unions. And just to clarify, it's not not even sometimes contractors; it's uh, vendors. Yeah, they, they, they're yeah. not people who are contracting for EA. Right, it's, it's EA contracting a separate company. Right, that is in a separate company to then like. And that separate uh, build, company, build objects for them, right? And that separate company will often contract with a whole bunch of visual, a mm-hmm. whole bunch of artists for a specific time period, and say, once that game is done, you're you're gone. Yeah. 
And that's the level of people that really need to organize on top of the people that are at game companies in order for a true union. They're, to exist. they're the, the grips and the electrics yeah. of, of the game, like the game industry, the people yeah. that don't get a lot of recognition that have very demanding schedules. And I mean, hard I've work. never worked on a game. Yep. I don't think, I think the mobile studio is the only game I worked at where the, that some of the core team weren't contractors. Every mm. other studio I've worked at always contracted people on. Like mm-hmm. to, we, and even like the non-contractors, it's still like, it's just like a step above like a gig thing with the way that layoffs and like churn happen. In oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's telling that most people just have their resume ready pretty much at all times. You know, there's like no <laughs> company loyalty for a lot of people. You're not, uh, like, I mean, here's Holly- where I'm going to retire from. There's certainly <laughs> nothing like that. Hollywood you know? almost had a point where the unions got fucked again. Like, not just with the strikes that have happened, but like in the early to mid nineties, like with the, the sort of indie film resurgence, Mm. there are a lot of productions that were like non-union things. And IATSE was very aggressive with them and it was complicated, but there was a real concern that they would undermine like all the gains that, that the unions had made to sort of allow people to work in film and actually make a living. So I don't know. It could happen like, the games could could unionize voice. Yeah, voice I sentence. wonder if games can unionize separate from general software worker unionization. I, though. S- I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the rest of the rest of software engineers have to unionize along with like game developers in order for it to even actually newsrooms work. are like organizing under the WGA. Yeah. So it. it I just mean, voice actors for video games also operate under the regular SAG-AFTRA. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, nope. I agree. I don't think it would be separate. It would be like a digital art and programming. Like the strongest move that they could make is like to work with existing unions because they have the infrastructure to exert leverage. And they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, I mean, yes, and they already have like anyway, lobbyists and everything else. If you're going to get into games, just know what you're getting into. <laughs> and there's a lot of stories out there to tell you what you're getting into. And just don't let your ability or inability to access certain software tools stop you from being a game designer if that's what you want to make. Twine it up. Twine, yeah, twine's good. Jordan says, I play Overwatch on PS4 and I play it like Anthony does Battlegrounds or Arthur plays Dota. I'm worried how new console generations may affect Overwatch and other games of this nature that are like games of service. This is the part I just want to take issue with first. Says Blizzard already treats its console players as second rate. There's no test server on Xbox One or PS4, and it took us a while to even get a report button. There's no test server because they can't do that on PS4 or Xbox One. I don't even think there's a process. I don't, I don't think there's. Through I, which I don't think it's a Blizzard that. thing. I think it's a Sony I, I, and Microsoft thing. I literally thing. don't think there's a <laughs> way that they could that they could have it. Uh, 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 no, there have been Xbox One and I think even PS4 games that have used test servers. Battlefield I, first party games maybe battle no Battlefield has had test servers on Xbox One and PS4. Are we, ta- are we talking about like demos before no. the game out? Like, like, no, or like, like some- when Battlefield Four was completely fucked, and even after it started working, and people started complaining about things like ping rate, like there were test servers testing a higher ping rate on Xbox One and PS4. Like it, they can do it. I don't think it's also, second rate. I think though it's probably is it worth the time and the effort and the money? Yeah. I don't necessarily think so. If they're just trying to get information off of a small community subset to figure out if something works, I don't think your lack of test servers is a sign that you are a second class citizen. It's just easy. I, it, a bottom line is it is easier to do on a PC where they don't have to go through a secondary network. Uh, it is just so yeah, cert is a thing. Yes, probably that they're worried about. Although I am 
90% positive that most of the traffic for Overwatch on its respective platforms go through Activision servers. Like, it's not like Microsoft doesn't touch doesn't touch Overwatch on its platform other than authentication through your account. And same for PSN. Uh, because Activision has the clout to demand certain things, just like EA does. Uh, and Ubisoft as well. Like, anybody that has their own standalone thing, like... Or- origin, uh, origin, you play, you play, play and I guess Bnet. Yeah. Uh, as far as console generation stuff, I feel like there's every indication that it, when there are new consoles, and there will be eventually, that if a game is still active, a version of that game at the very least would come out for the new console, and there would be a migration tool to move your account from one to the other, which mm-hmm. is how it worked on destiny. It's how it worked on grand theft auto online. Um, but I would just see you just be like, if you want to play overwatch, just go plug in your fucking PS4. That's where you play your overwatch. Yeah. That I think that that response to that kind of question would go over profoundly poorly. And, and I don't think, well, that's weird because I've never expected my old games to work on the next generation. I th- think that that is changing. <laughs> it's I think with the PS4 pro and the Xbox one X are both like, they are yeah, but I'm offering saying, people a way to spend a lot more money in the middle of a console generation and, and invest more heavily in those ecosystems. And if you yank the rug out from one of those people, they're going to be pretty fucking pissed. But I'm not yanking the rug out. I'm still saying you can play that on your PS4 and same. on PS5 you play this. It's yeah. the same thing we've done with every other generation. I, I tend to be with Arthur on this one. I feel like I think the expectations I feel like people are, are expecting they're expecting their consoles to behave more like PCs. I And I, I that might put Sony in a bind a little bit. I think that that's something that they will have more difficulty doing than Microsoft yeah, will. I think Microsoft saw this coming from Xbox 360 forward. Well, they apparently they literally did because some of the Xbox 360 BC stuff is actually hardware built into the, the that's Xbox That's what I'm wondering because I'm like, what mm. about the hardware? If like, the, I don't know, you, I guess you just your next hardware has to support the old hardware. It should be easier than it's ever been because it's going to be another x86 chip. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I just think of them as still just being distinct things, you know? The challenge is that, like, the the reason I think that I mean, Sony I will have I can't put all problems, my 360 games in my Xbox One and have them work yet, anyways. No, but you can put any Xbox One game into an Xbox One X, and it will not only run, it will run better. Sure, 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 in Xbox One X, because it's still an Xbox One, right? With profoundly different hardware. Like, a completely different memory architecture. But it's still the same. It's still in most people's minds the same. Co- like I'm saying, it well, yeah, is they, not, it's the same. It platform. is not an Xbox Two, you know. Like if it was. But what I'm saying is that it's the same platform, and everybody sees it as the same thing. But it is a very different piece of hardware. Like the way that RAM is architected on the Xbox One versus the X is very different. Like very, very different. And everything just works, and that's good. It needs to do that, but it's not easy to do that. Which is like why turning on boost mode on PS4 says this might break some shit. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying the naming of it implies that it's still just an Xbox One. I agree, but I think that when they go to the next system, they are sort of alluding to promises of forwards compatibility with this stuff. Uh, And I think that Sony is doing the same thing with the PS4 Pro, and I think that one of them will have an easier time doing it, but both of them are going to be held to a similar standard of what the fuck do you mean I can't play this stuff on that new system? Yeah. Um, Especially in the era of digital purchases where, you know, like you would have to have, you would have to hook up like people, I think expect their digital purchases to just work on new hardware because it's just a download. 
you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, you may technically understand that it's a different piece of hardware, but I think in the minds of some consumers, you think that like, well, if this hardware is more powerful than my old hardware, it should be able to play my old games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like saying that to shit on Sony. It's just like, it is a queer, like, um, of, of faculty that Microsoft has demonstrated more wherewithal in. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Sony did it with the PS3 to PS2 and, at first, and then was like, fuck it, nah. But yeah, because <laughs> there was PS2 hardware and all the PS3s. Yeah, right. That's what I mean, like, yeah. I still How have that old PS3. Smaller? I'll take out the entire <laughs> PS2. <Yeah. laughs> I still have my original PS3. This so PS2 chunky. hardware. Yep. All it's right. a big old waffle iron. Last question from Lucas. I'm going to summarize. He wants his wa- he he wants his wife to play some games with them. They liked Splatoon, Mario, Yoshi's Woolly World. Here's he got a PS4, and here's his limitations that he's looking for. <laughs> Straightforward objective, simple controls. She's not that great at twin stick. Non-violent, non-gory. If multiplayer, which I think she enjoys more, quick matches but slower paced. From my searching, it seems like PVZ Guard Warfare Two would be a good option. Controls in that are pretty fucking As well as Helldivers, though I know nothing about that. Mm. I also wonder if Fortnite Battle Royale would be an option. But All again, of those three it. games are extremely fucking complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, lots, my, of, lots of dual stick. My fiance surprisingly, was able to deal with the Plants vs. Zombies. <coughs> and you can play local split-screen co-op together against AI to learn. So that right. could be it's an option. pretty cheap. And it's also very cheap. Uh, I was going to say Rocket League was another one that we enjoyed together. Me and my fiance, mm. we quite enjoyed. I guess that. I have heard a few moderately positive comments about Knack 2 as a cooperative game for yep. a casual audience. Because you can just hit the button and you can just warp to the... I want to put in quotes on this. More competent player, you can just warp to them. Uh, well, if, like yeah, which made things like the old Mario, yeah. the two D Mario's nice because yeah. you bubbled and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And Rayman uh, is on PS4. Once overcooked. Once uh, overcooked. Once Amy Amy got uh, a better handle on Twin Stick, we were able to play Hell Divers. But I will say, Hell Divers is a, a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, that is a challenging <laughs> ass game. But I would say Rocket League is my biggest one. I would recommend is something that's like multiplayer, kind of fun, straightforward objective. That seems good. That Fucking way. air soccer. Yeah. Also, Towerfall was one we really enjoyed a lot. I feel like Towerfall is actually pretty hard. High skill ceiling, low entry, though. You can just yeah. spam arrows and occasionally get kills, and it still feels <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Gang Beast is coming out on PS4 imminently. True. That'd be a good one. That, that one's fun. You can just button mash the hell out of that game. Uh, oh, I was going to say not overly violent. I was going to say um, Hidden Agenda or Until Dawn. If you, if you like horror stuff, yeah. Until Dawn That's is one fun. we really enjoyed, although it does have some pretty... That one actually made Amy fucking cringe at one point. There's like one super violent part in that game. Well, yeah. there's a couple, but she was just like, Jesus Christ, should we be playing this? And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. It's all pixels, it's all pixels. So. Well, none of that shit is ever real, but that doesn't make it... <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I remember but, watching... My sister was watching Scream uh-huh. at the house when I was... I, was for, I, don't, I don't know, when did that come out? You were probably like five. seven. I mean, that game came out. So I was. Seven, in, so I, I think I five. was in high school. That was like Miramax heyday. Yeah. So, so there's probably a couple years after that. Um, and like I, when I think they're like it's when they like stab each other a lot, and there's just a fucking blood, and I felt like sick to my stomach. Yeah. That is a really violent movie. Yeah. Scream is an incredible. Like Drew Barrymore gets strung up by her fucking intestines <laughs> in the first ten minutes of that movie. The Scream is a violent fucking movie. I think that. Uh, 
Amy is still scared of people with knives because of that movie. Like sometimes I'll grab a knife. I'm fucking scared of people with I've, knives. <laughs> well, but I'm saying like like it, like I'll grab a knife and I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be like, ha ha. I've joked like that before. Just like ha ha. I'm like I'm like a crazy with my knife right now. Like not like I'm gonna stab her. I should yeah, clarify. Yeah. That sounds kind of crazy. But, <laughs> but she'll be like, it, she's like, I find that so scary. I'm like. Really? I'm just, like, fucking around. I, like, if you've ever sliced yourself open with a knife, you should be terrified of knives, because it is absurd how fast a knife goes through flesh. Yeah, man, I sliced myself open in college real bad one time. I remember I, I took the knife, and I put the backside of it to John's stomach, mm-hmm. and I drew it across his stomach like I was cutting his intestines out. But in the college. point hit him? And, no. Oh. And he was like, dude, don't do that. And I turned it around, and I said, it's not even sharp. And I rubbed it on my arm, and my arm started bleeding all kinds <laughs> No, I like I like chopped myself. Like I got a bad enough cut that I probably should have gotten stitches fairly recently. And I'm like, if that was like at a slightly different angle or a little bit harder, this would have been a real bad night. Oh yeah, it happened to me. The I was I went to go smack an avocado seed. Don't ever do that. By the way, would you? You always see people do that. You know where they take the knife and they hit yeah. the avocado with the knife to get the seed out and pop it out. Yeah, I did that. Except I did it at the wrong angle, and I was like, and my hand, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed then, to do that with like you, an oven mitt, is what you're supposed to do. You're yeah, supposed right. to do exactly. them believes in knife safety. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to do it with the mitt on, and you should do it with like one of those big bread knives. Yeah, you know the the bread knives work. Better it's, than it's like, like, it's like serrated rather yeah. than like. Yeah, basically, a, a, I yeah. did everything wrong. I was I was an OSHA video yeah. that they showed to you at Chipotle to I, be like, don't be a moron. I, I, we, I make av- like use avocados at work a lot when for like just when I'm making myself snack. Um, and we have those knives. I've just started just using a fucking spoon. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's leave. the smart way to do it. Don't be, yeah. don't be just a, use a spoon. I, but seriously. I saw chefs doing it that way, and I yeah. was like, I, I, I've done it that yeah, way in the past. But I don't have a, I don't have a, like an oven mitt at work or the steel yeah. mitt or yeah. whatever you know, like any of the things you see. Yeah, the bread knives <laughs> work super well though because you're you because since the bread knives have the little points, you might. Uh, it's, it'll it's actually it'll saw it, It's actually it's actually a lot harder to cut yourself with even a sharp bread knife than it is with a chef knife. Right, you'll just poke yourself. Over and over again, if I, you miss. I, I was watching, I saw some video, like some of those like social media videos of like, look at this invincible glove of like, it was like something that firefighters use yeah. to like roll down broken glass. Yeah. And the, the, but the, the last one, because they were like burning and everything, the last one was just taking a fucking hammer and was, they were just like, like just dropping it on their hand. And I was just like, no, okay. It's not like, for impact. It, it impacted, like, it, like you can do that. Like, it, 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 they were like light taps, and I was like, but someone's going to do that and be like, look, uh, it's, I can do it, and like smash their fucking smash hat. Smash their Because yeah. pressure still fucking hurts. It's just like when I watched that Mythbusters about whether steel-toed boots would save your toes if you got, like, a piece of steel bar dropped on it, because the myth was that it would, like, sever your toes. Like, mm. because it would bend inward. Yes, and that's ex- actually exactly what happens. It, it does protect your toes in theory, a little bit better because if you don't have steel toes, it literally just turns your toes into jelly. Mm. But it's yes, the metal can totally compress and just fucking slice your shit off. So things that are things that are very protective are protective for what they were showing. Yes, grabbing glass, being heat this, resistant. This yeah. is entirely why there's a difference between crushing damage and slicing damage exactly in D D. Exactly. I mean that's also why knights a lot of times when they fought other knights in armor, they used hammers. Yeah. Because they weren't gonna be hit you with a sword. But they could fucking they could rock your, your armor, yeah. or just that sheer impact would transfer yeah. through the metal into you. I mean, I don't know if you've ever swung a baseball, uh, a baseball bat, a metal baseball bat, at like a high speed pitch thing at like a fun theme park or anything. Mm-hmm. It hurts. But you hit that and you hit the ball, yeah. And those reverberations go up your arm. It just fucking feels like you got hit by the ball. <laughs> so, 
equal and opposite reaction. Yep. Warhammers Warhammers are a real thing, man. Crushing damage is crushing damage is often worse than slicing damage. Like in yes. when I was studying uh Yaido, which is the Japanese samurai sword fighting. Um you fucking nerd. Or, oh, you know it. Our sensei <laughs> Uh, he talked about how, like, uh, and he held up like our practice sword, which is the Boken, which is just a wooden sword that's weighted like a like a katana. And he held up the katana. Katana. He's like, which one is deadlier? And of course, you know, the, he was he was like, the Boken is deadlier. The Boken is deadlier because uh, if you, uh, it, it's deadlier, especially in untrained hands, because if you swing a samurai sword, like let's say you're trying to chop somebody, like you may go through their, you may go through their flesh, but you'll bounce off their bone. Whereas like if you just swing at them with a Boken and you're swinging this super heavy stick at their arm, you just crush the, their whole forearm, you know, yeah. if you hit them or you hit them on the head and like you dent in their skull, like the, the Boken is, you know, it's like, that's why crushing damage is a thing and slicing damage is a different thing. That's why when you used to see people get shot by like a, like a rifle, like if you get shot by an M16 nowadays, there's a good chance that a decent chance it'll pass through you or it'll break up inside you, but it'll, it'll fuck you up internally, but it won't just have the sheer, as Matt's saying, crushing damage of like a rifle from like the civil war. Cause <laughs> they, fl- they flew at a relatively low velocity mm-hmm. and the way they'd hit and spread, it would be like being socked by a steel fist that would just punch a hole straight through you. It was like the slow, gigantic slug that would just rip off chunks of you rather than, well, and, like, and they weren't through. very, the lead balls were just lead and they just break apart in your body. Yeah. Just a totally, Sometimes slow and heavy is way worse than fast and piercing. <laughs> Rebel FM physics. Teaching you about, about, about so, soft body turn. physics. Yeah. Since forever. It took a, it took a weird turn. So. And it also yeah. that's why whenever you're on the first level of a dungeon and you're fighting skeletons, you need war hammers in your party, not just swords and arrows. Crushing damage. Always go hammers. <laughs> hammers don't stick. Unless you swing really hard. <laughs> Thanks for sending your letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com, everybody. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Chuff Money. I also stream at Chuff Money on Twitch. And you can go to, if you want, I'm still running the GoFundMe for my dog who has cancer. And we're getting her in chemo. Her name's Shasta. It's GoFundMe.com. She's adorable. Slash heal Shasta. She is adorable. And contrary to popular belief, some people were like, how come you just don't kill the dog? I had some people ask me that. You should put her down. And I was like, well, she has like a (laughs) non-terminal cancer in her leg. Mm-hmm. And to her lymph node, which could become t- would we it would become terminal if we did nothing about it. Mm-hmm. But she's not in pain mm-hmm. or having quality of life problems. All the th- reasons that you would actually euthanize yeah. an animal. I'll bring this up. My, I, over the holidays, um, I, I found out that my dog is nearing end of life. Um, yeah, he, he has he's lost Aww. his sight. He lost his sense of smell, and he's lost <laughs> his, a lot of his sense of hearing. Mm-hmm. So, he, like, he's having really shitty quality of life. He's having seizures. Like, mm. like at a certain point, you like he's. We don't, we don't know if he's in a lot of pain. Right. But he's not, he can't do anything. Right. Yeah. And like, like, it's still a dog that like, he wants to run around and say, he's 15 years old. So he's yeah. an old dog, but like. Yeah. Like it, for that dog, that's yeah. like a, that's when you start talking about quality of life. Yeah. With my rat that were recently euthanized, it literally had cancer that was pushing up on its lungs, making it to where it, it couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. It was always breathing like a person that was like running. Weaving, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, that's a euthanization time. A tumor on the leg not euthanization time <laughs> right so just just Plus, to clarify you know like uh um also you can't judge how important an animal is to somebody's family in a particular way now you can say that like key yeah i think there's an argument to be made that keeping alive 
uh, a deaf blind you know dog that can't see especially if they end up in pain or something like that for way past the point where they can't even move anymore that's just being selfish right but i think and and when they're seizing uh, and when they're seizing yeah yeah, you know and it's like okay it's time to talk about what we're going to do about this yeah Yeah. but i but i think you know like uh you could make the argument that like you guys don't have that much money you just lost your job why aren't you killing your dog and it's like well what if that dog is as important to you and Amy as you know somebody's uh, somebody else's child is to them? Right. And, and I don't think anybody outside of your family gets to make that judgment call. Yeah. And 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 in a lot of ways she is to the point where I've actually embarrassed Amy and I a couple of times, <laughs> and she's given me a lot of shit for it even years later. Like we had these neighbors across the street that came over one time and they had had a newborn, and they were like, "Hey, we don't have any adult friends." You know, it's really hard with our kid. And I remember I said, yeah, it's sometimes really hard with our dog. And then there's like, no, you just equated our dog to their child. They don't talk to us ever again. Like, And I was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant that, like, you know, like, I just think of Shasta this way. Of, like, we totally have to. Uh, this is where you stop talking. Uh, I didn't mean to do it. You know, just like, yeah. So we do think. It, I, I mean, Amy, Amy told me at one point that she's like tell the vet i'll give my left nut if it saves shasta <laughs> and actually the sentence i said to the vet was uh we'll do everything short of killing one another to save shasta. <laughs> just if you want to understand how deep we're willing to go and she's right. like okay so, <laughs> animals they're crazy yeah. Yeah. so where can you find everyone else you can find arthur on twitter at aegies and you can find him on instagram if you want to view his art at pragmagic and he's been posting a lot of art because he's back in art school and he has art agendas now. He has fucking <laughs> schedules he has to keep and, qu- and quotas to meet. Yeah, so. kind of quotas, yeah. And this, papers to write. I Some have paper. one paper to write. Okay, okay I was going to say... I have I was, reading responses to write on a regular basis. Okay. Ah. Just one paper to write. And then you can find Matt at Talking Orange. You can. Uh, and you can find James at James underscore Faulkner, mm-hmm. where he will listen to all of your latest cricket or whatever that sport that real James Faulkner plays. <laughs> so. I, think I think it's cricket. Okay. <laughs> cricket what a weird sport i know nothing about no me either wickets and there's okay no. please don't bring in ninja turtles understanding of cricket to this podcast. <laughs> my only knowledge i've, of I've cricket played cricket kids, before yes. i've just like not like with, with, with some with some english buddies uh, yeah it's just that's one of those <laughs> well. sports. there's very few sports out there that i that i don't know anything about that are somewhat popular but cricket's 100 percent one of them aussie, like, have you watched aussie rules aussie rules football no, I do yeah. or rugby or yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know anything about rugby. I don't know anything about cricket, it's, and I it, don't know anything about what's the one where you pick up the ball in the net with a handle. The cross, cross. Yes, I, I play the cross. Uh, Aussie rules football is really fun. Uh, it is like a round, like a round stadium, from my understanding. And uh, rather than like running with the ball, you have to bounce it. So you're taking like a like a football like, or a rugby ball. You're just, you're the, you have to like bounce off the ground so you're like dribbling down the field with this like weird shaped ball and so uh, it's it's super super cool to watch you know about that anthony it's what happens when convicts design uh, design a game (laughs) (laughs) we're out
It's right here. Anthony, speak. She's oh, licking hey. her tail. That burger was actually really goddamn good. Yeah. Your like, burger that is, bun is that place is good. That bun is ace, 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 ace bun. Like that, I didn't. I mean, I've had plenty of burgers, and you know, and everyone's always like the burger itself is so important. But I think the bun might be the most important. Buns are super important. You ever I, been to umami burger? That place is good. Their milkshakes are great. Umami, yeah, umami burger. I have not. They have an excellent selection of buns, and they have like special buns that are out every now and Wait then. Wait again, second. I may have been to umami <laughs> burger. Do they have like a? I feel like I went there and had a pretzel bun. A pretzel, they, they do have a pretzel that. bun. Okay, yeah. I think I have been to umami one. There's one here. Like next there to there is now, where, yeah. Where I think Ike's is still there. It's yeah, next, it's it, next it to used to only they used uh, to only be in Santa Monica, and they just yeah they just opened up like five years ago. Huh. They they opened up one two years ago by IGN, like or by the oh really yeah it was, oh, so the second San Francisco one like 2013 or something. I think. Is it still open? But, mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, they they do well wherever they are, and they don't really open them unless they have a, like a an opportunity to do well. Yeah, I went to the first one but in LA. Yeah, and like Santa it was, Monica. It's like way too nice. Like, like the, new, the new that one was like I was like this is like a night like a, a nice burger place. The one yeah. in Oakland too is actually a little too nice for yeah. where it is. Yeah, um, but but that was the first place that I went where I was like, oh, the bun matters as much as everything else. No, God damn it, cat. <laughs> She's fucking up your carpet. Yep, that's what she does. <laughs> I'll leave like the house and it'll be in one place and I'll come back and it'll be bunched up against the wall. <laughs> and there are so many ways that she can do it. Like maybe she just started running laps and like <laughs> slid it across the floor into the wall. No cat dog. Why are you so pretty? I got flu shot yesterday as well. How was that? My arm hurts. <laughs> what a shitty week. Dude, it, this week sucks. I'm not. I'm I've been s- sick for a week, so... Hooray for shitty weeks. Man, I am just ready for this week to be over. I bought illicit so antibiotics tired. off the internet for my rats. <laughs> I don't, it's like a loophole that you can find them for fish. For some reason, they don't seem to regulate antibiotics for fish. And then you just got to know how to compound them yourself for mammals. I've learned from the internet. <laughs> so if you ever Jesus know anybody Christ. needs some antibiotics. I can, hope your rats don't die. I can mix it. James, speak. Yo, what's up? Arm hurts. My head hurts. My heart Yo, hurts. I'm DJ. My, arm hurts. My heart hurts. <laughs> or I guess if you're a YouTube streamer, it's Captain Arm hurts. Something. Doctor Arm hurts. Do you know DJ is good? DJ Ever? Arm hurts is, yeah. is fine for YouTube. What about Twitch? Does that work for Twitch? DJ Arm hurts. Well, it's like DJ Arm hurts TV. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> TV for sure. Or yeah. Arm hurts TV. Yeah, that's like everyone had like TV at the end of their name, so it was like Day Nine TV. Mm-hmm. In control, Which, TV. I like Day Nine, but look, you sir are not television. 